All right, welcome to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm your host, Connor, and I have my co-host, Jaden, here. Yee-hee. And our producer, McKinnon. What's up? And former guest, Calvin. Thank you for having me on. And I hope that this cheery opening music has uh, put you in the mood, because we're talking about a cheery movie today. We're talking about Pixar's Up. You think it's a cheery movie? Uh, I mean, it's a kid's movie. It's a fun movie. It's pretty sad. It ends well. Yeah, I mean, it's... Sad. All's well Th- that ends well. I think I think every Pixar movie and most of the Disney stuff that's come out, the like new animated stuff, has had like a serious themes in it. Something that like the adults watching it can like relate to and be like, oh, I this mean, is like a real thing. But yeah, someone died in this movie. But there's someone still... dies in every Disney movie, okay. especially. Yeah, it's it's a house floating around on balloons. It's a cheery movie. <laughs> okay, stop it. It's really dangerous when he's I mean, up unless there. you think about? about it. <laughs> so before before we get into the movie, um, I want to I want to do a, a a really quick shout out. Um, so, so I was, I was checking our, our Spotify metrics the other day, you know, just, uh, just diving deep into the analytics. And I saw that, um, we have, we have one download from a fan in the UK. And so I want to give a big shout out to our one UK fan because now we're officially an international podcast. Yes. Thank you. Now we know we've made it. Let's fucking go. We did it. We can stop now. We did it. So the the cruel irony is it's going to be come out that it was just a misclick. Oh, man. No, no, Calvin, he downloaded the whole thing. All right. All right. Well, send us an email and let us know that it wasn't a mistake. Yeah. So, again, uh, so, yeah, shout out to that fan. Uh, If you want to email us, um, I would love to send you, like, a shirt, maybe just our first ever merch, and you could be a – now, this is podcasting's first international fan. We'll send you something – and uh, so email us at now this is podcasting 100 the number like 100 at gmail.com that's again this is <laughs> now this is podcasting 100 at gmail.com and uh it, yeah i mean if if you if you hear this and and you want a free shirt I'll, i mean we'll, we'll or you send can just you uh, yeah. comment on the video Absolutely. too yeah or or comment on the youtube anybody that yeah. that uses that email yeah no it's just, <laughs> i mean uh, that <laughs> So <laughs> we're not really putting ourselves in too big of a financial risk to say that. Yeah. So <laughs> I suppose, yeah, you could lie, but but yeah, if you're the one UK fan, let us know, and uh, yeah, we'll send you something yeah. out. I mean, you, you if, have to, well, if I guess it's someone in America, it. they're gonna give us the wrong address. We're like, yeah, you're an it, idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose there's that. <laughs> if it's not something goofy like Melbourne and Shire or whatever, I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll know. Thirty-two twenty-one. If I can't tell. Way. If I can't see <laughs> the accent in the freaking email. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so again, yeah, just big shout out to that yeah, one if it, guy. If it doesn't look like Scottish tweets, then we're not going to believe you. <sighs> Dude, yeah, Scottish it doesn't say are... cunt in it. <laughs> it's not, you're not getting anything. Okay, this is a <laughs> this is a review for the Pixar film Up, and he's, we can't say cunt in it. <laughs> We've already sweared more in this, in this than we had our entire lighthouse. Like. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so yeah, big shout out to that guy. Thank you for making shout this out. officially or, an or international girl. podcast. Oh guy yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl. guy or girl, whatever, whoever you are, or whatever you choose to be, whomever you are, uh, let us know, Ooh, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll get back to you. So okay, so now we're we're talking about Pixar's two thousand nine two thousand nine film, two thousand now, yeah, the pinnacle of Pixar, directed by Pete Docter. And so this uh, this movie is starting off our series where we talk about um, our favorite movies, and so this was Jaden's pick for his favorite Me. movie. Maybe not, you know, I mean, it could be top three, whatever, because, you know, when it gets to my favorite, I don't know if the one I pick is, like, yeah, I, don't I don't know, know that know I can either. narrow it down hey, to one. Hey, you asked me when I was drunk, so. Yeah. I mean, this is still, like, I mean, it, I know it's one of your favorites. Oh, you yeah, I about love it. Yeah. I love this movie, so. So, this was going to start out our series for that, so I want to get uh, Jaden's first impression. Like, I want to know why 
Is this one of your favorite movies? Yeah. Why uh, are we here? Number one thing. So I love movies that I get emotionally tied into, um, that, like make me cry and smile and things like that. And this movie gives me all kinds of emotions from the beginning to the end. And uh, of course, there's a fucking talking dog, which is, uh, I mean, there's multiple talking dogs. There's only one that I give a shit about, and that's Doug. And that's the number one reason I love this movie is because of that dog. Did you know that the – have you checked how the dog's name is spelled? No. It's it's D-U-G. Yeah, I noticed oh, that. Like, like he yeah, dug, we, yeah, when you turn the subtitles on, I yeah. was like, why did they misspell that? I'm like, oh, oh no. Because he digs like yeah, a dog. Yeah, yeah. But, it's, oh. but it's Doug, D-U-G, not D-O-U-G. <laughs> that's like awesome. A, just, also, a little, just a little fun fact. Yeah. And Russell's, Russell's a cool kid. You know, reminds me of myself when I was a kid. So, so why Up, though? Rather than any other Pixar film. Uh, so I think that Up does uh, things that other Pixar movies try to do, but better. So like, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, in the beginning, um, you really get emotionally tied to the wife, even though it's, uh, it's a character that's lost right away. Like, Which is something they did in Finding Nemo, but I didn't give a shit about Coral or whatever Marlon's wife's name was. And so they gave me an emotional tie to this lady. Um, and there's just things like that throughout the movie that I think they just do better than any other Pixar movie. Okay, yeah. interesting. And also the animation's awesome. I do, yeah. I, mm. and we can maybe talk about that more later because uh, I have interesting notes about the animation. It seems like a little different than other Pixar mm-hmm. stuff kind of. So, uh, but Yeah, so a little more background on the movie. Uh, it was directed, like Calvin mentioned it er- earlier, by uh, Peter Doctor. And uh, it had a uh, box office of one point, or sorry, $175 million domestic, $293 million world, um, yeah, worldwide. And... Uh, Peter Doctor also did, he was one of the directors on Soul, uh, Inside Out, and Monsters, Inc. Because kind of, Pixar kind of kind of does a sort of, I guess, like conglomerate of directors. It's not, it's yeah, sort of like yeah. one, rotate. it's sort well, of like one story driver for it, but mm-hmm. like there are, there are multiple directors who like take parts in like different parts yeah. of the movie and kind of drive different scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's weird that they call them directors because it, it would really be better and be more apt to call them executive producers. Yeah, and, 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 which is funny because if you look on any of these people's IMDb pages, it says like they're a, a executive producer on a, every Pixar movie. Like mm-hmm. so they're it, it's not like one guy, but this is kind of the guy I guess it was he was the most like driving this movie to be made yeah. the most. So I thought it was worth noting. But yeah, he's he's been a part of a bunch of a bunch of Pixar movies. Yeah. So I wanted to ask real quick. So you know when you see these movies in theaters, they always play like a short before it. Mm. Did you guys watch? Because I just watched this on Disney Plus, so it doesn't automatically play the short. Did you guys watch the short no. before watching this? I did not. No, no. I did. Not. I don't think I've ever seen it either. Oh, well, dang. Okay. Well, I'm gonna run the show on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the the short that opens up before this is called Partly Cloudy. And, oh, I have uh, seen this one. Yeah. So it's it's a it's like a a stork. Storks delivering babies. You know, it's not just like baby people; it's like baby animals and stuff. And uh, it it's kind of neat because it's like the clouds like make all the little critters, and then there's like one storm cloud that makes like crappy animals, like <laughs> like uh, makes like an alligator. And there's this one stork that always goes to the storm cloud, and he like keeps getting like beat up by all these like nasty animals. Like he gets like a a porcupine, and it's like stabbing him through the bag and everything. Like as he's delivering it and everything, it's just a fun little short. I think. I don't know if it was meant to be this way, but like later on in the movie, there's a part where like the house is flying into all these clouds, and it looks like really nice clouds. And he's like, "Oh, cumulonimbus," and then all of a sudden it becomes like storm clouds, and it's all crappy. I don't know if like the short ever has any tie into the movie, or yeah, like I'm if sure it that... ever matters. But I thought it was neat. Like I was watching, I was like, "Oh, we watched storm clouds earlier. Now it's storm in the movie." <laughs> I just thought it was neat. But it's a it's a fun little movie, and 
I was just I was watching. I was like, who delivers stork babies? No one. They just exist. They yeah. are not born, they're, nor they're, do they die. Yeah, they're, <laughs> the, they're the gods of our world. Yeah. The storks are an immortal being. Yes. <laughs> they arrive precisely when they mean to. <laughs> their, their only purpose is to live as a as a as a delivery device yeah. for our offspring. Okay, that was my fun. Yeah, but they're more like a, cherubim than they are yeah. like animals. It's a fun little. It's a fun little short. I love the Pixar shorts. I think it's awesome that they play them before the movies. Yeah, it's great. Because like I, I watched Inside Out in theaters, and I love the short Lava. It's like my it's favorite so one. I don't know if I've seen that It's one. so oh good. God. It's, it's the one with the big bird who sits on the power line with all the monsters. I think it's before Toys. I think it's Monsters Inc. But it's just like all that the birds are favorite. chirping at yeah. him and they're all mad at him and he's, he's like, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's, that's what I'm saying. I just love the shorts. So I, I to set the mood for watching uh, up, because I hadn't seen this before. So to set the, set the tone, set the mood, I wanted to watch the short that came out with it. So if you're interested, Partly Cloudy is the short that comes out before. And so definitely check it out if you haven't already. And so I guess like we're going to get into the movie now. So speaking of the uh, Pixar shorts, the beginning of this movie has always felt like it it could have been a, a Pixar short. The sequence with Mr. Frederickson and his wife, it feels very much like a, a short to me. You're talking about the, the montage of them? Like yeah. Kind of like the, yeah it's almost like a whole movie packed into exactly. 20 minutes. I agree with you because it does. It, it it, and I think what's cool about it, there's like there's like no dialogue through it, and it tells a really good story. There's a different short. It's a short where like a a mom is making dumplings. Oh, bow. Yes, that is that is the one. And there's no dialogue through any of it, and it's a really cute story. It's a really fun story about like a mother and her son, and kind of like losing their connection to each other, and then he comes back, and it's a really heartfelt short, and it's like no dialogue. And I got like the same vibes from like the opening sort of montage to up. Yeah. Where there's like no talking and it's just like it tells a really good story still. Yeah, you know what's interesting to think about is it, uh, a big part of the emotional pull of movies in general, but especially Pixar, is is a really good score. But I think what's so great about um, how emotionally attached you get to these films with Pixar is the, the the music is just there as an ancillary. You could take the music out and you would still have the same emotional punch um, because they just have an amazing way of hitting the emotion without saying the thing. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like when Russell is like um, talking about like I I like that curb. Like it says so ev- much. It says it says it says everything. Like you 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 feel that you don't even know what's going on necessarily in his life. Is his dad dead? Is his dad divorced? Does he just not care? Like what is he adopted? Because Phyllis isn't his mom. There's so much uncertainty there, but. We don't need to. We just need to know that that curb feels. Okay. Yeah. No, I get and that. That's that's what's. So I have like different opinions them. on Russell and the dad, but anyways, we'll, we'll we'll keep going on that. But interesting. I like that. I do agree with what you're saying. Is it, it it McKinnon was saying is it it feels like it could have been just a short on its own, and it would have been good. It has like cool little moments, like when they're they're like just married, and uh, Carl's like trying to go up the hill to get to the tree, yeah. and he's like slow to get up. And, like, Ellie is, like, already at the top. And then that's when you kind of hit the sad point is where you get the inverse of that. And it's, like, now they're older and, yeah, it's and like Ellie can't make that up whole, the hill. That yeah. whole montage thing is also just foreshadowing for the whole entire movie. Yeah. it's Yeah. It, yeah I, I, I think there's – so my sort of problem with the movie is that I think it hits its emotional peak 
in that montage, and I think I it, completely disagree with that. Okay, wow, well, yeah. see, and that's why that's yeah. what we're talking about. I'd, I'd say I disagree with that too. But, wow, okay. but I think but the emotional ahead. peak go is on. Russell. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I think it it never quite hits that note again. I think it's like I felt the most during this movie in the first ten minutes of the movie, and so, that was, and after that, I kind of like, I kind of like. So that emotion, like in the first part of the movie, is like, yeah, I don't know, it is a, like a like a very high level of emotion, but you get almost no closure from it. Which is my thing is we're out throughout the movie is like where that peak of emotion finally comes like the other peaks of emotion through the movie come together and they like connect. I think you're right. There isn't that level of closure. When I talk to people about this movie, they're usually remembering the opening sequence, and that's why I think Connor's saying that like that's that's like the peak of it because when most people uh, talk it's the about most famous it, part about the movie. That's what you see people yeah. talk about on Facebook and stuff like that. Like when this movie came out, people were talking about the beginning of it because it's it was, great. I mean, it's really yeah. great. Yeah. But it feels so different from the rest of the movie, and it that's does. that's part of the reason why I feel like it's a short because the tone is it's completely alien to the rest mm-hmm. of the movie. It is, yeah. yeah. And so, like I had said, I I hadn't seen this movie before, but I've heard forever that like, oh you got oh the beginning's so sad, like oh you gotta watch at the beginning so sad. like no one was like, oh man, like the Russell is so funny in this, or like Doug is like a, a a quirky little character in this, and oh you gotta watch it for the bad guy. Like no one said that to me. I like, remember the who, bad guy's name. <laughs> who said? You should watch it for the bad guy. Well, uh, that's what I'm. He's that's saying the, no one said the that. Point yeah. I'm, the point I'm. The point I'm making is when people tell me to watch. Oh, this I thought movie, people were saying like, yeah, you you got to watch it for the the, the quirky little no. kid and the dog. No, the, like, the point I'm making is weird. no one says that. Everyone just tells me, oh, the beginning. Oh, you gotta watch it. The beginning's so good. Oh, it's so sad. Like that's oh, all I fantastic. ever heard. But that's why that's that's why I feel like this movie never kind of hits that note again emotionally. Is because like it's just the beginning is like really good, and then the rest of, the rest of the movie is like to me like kind of pedestrian. But it's it's still a fine movie. I just I it was after hearing those kind of reviews from people around me, like I totally get why everyone latched onto the beginning because I kind of think that's the main kind of uh, that's the main emotional. Thing people remember. It's, it's the peak of the movie. It's, yeah. it's really concentrated emotion, whereas a lot of the other, you know, there there are moments throughout Pixar movies where uh, you really feel something. But it was like the entire Pixar formula put into what was probably a two-and-a-half-minute montage. So every emotion that you would have felt in a typical Pixar put into three minutes. It's an eight-minute montage. Whatever. I really doubt that. From the I point, wrote it down. So. No, not, no, no, not from when, like, from when they um, first got married to when she dies. I, I count when they first met. So yeah, when they're that's, kids, that's, that's not, not a montage because they're yeah, talking to each other. That's not a Hollywood montage. I'm just being difficult. All right, well, it's, well so it's are we. <laughs> irritating. <laughs> speaking of speaking of when they met, I love that he's like in the theater and he sees that like spirit of adventure thing, and he's like, I love that he puts the goggles over his glasses. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, yeah, and then he's walking home and he hears her like yelling about like oh. We're we, you know, we're going on this adventure, and uh, she says this really funny line. She's like, "Visibility unlimited." It's so funny, <laughs> even though she's talking to a boarded-up yeah. window. Yeah. It's so funny. Like this movie is. I guess not... suppose like if you think it in math- mathematical terms, it's undefined. Yeah, but still. <laughs> it's a uh, this movie is not short on like fun lines. Like there was definitely, uh, like I said, it's. I think the rest of the movie is kind of pedestrian. I it's not like I didn't enjoy it. There was definitely parts throughout the movie I was like I was definitely like laughing I was like oh like, like that's funny like that's a good little line that's a good little scene I just think in as a whole it didn't like hit all the beats I wanted uh but yeah I love that their their little introduction when they're kids I think it's really good yeah it's part it's adorable it really gives uh, the audience someone to like which is Ellie and you see the perspective from 
from Carl. 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 <laughs> from Carl, seeing why he likes this person. And that's what makes the audience like them. Because you're seeing it not necessarily... Like, you're kind of from his point of view. For sure, yeah. yeah. That's a good point to make. Yeah. Is like, you get attached to Ellie because Carl's getting attached to Ellie. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she's a great character, which is a bummer that, you know, like, as we know in the montage, like, she passes away. And then there's also, like, other struggle because, you know, they, they find out they can't have kids. And yeah. So there's yeah there's that a lot of awesome. there's He's a lot like, of let's go have yeah, fucking fun yeah yeah and I like think that's breaking his leg and doing dumb shit yeah but yeah so that's to me why why I think th- this bucks the trend of a normal narrative and why it works is because uh, you you have to kind of uh, readjust your expectations for what you're gonna get out of this film like think of the opening montage as being. Uh, yeah, as compared to the notebook, you know, there is hey, this is how we met, this is how we grew old. Are you uh, about the fucking movie the notebook? Yeah, I'm talking about hey, well, that. I've never seen that. Oh, okay, so most people who ha- who have know what I'm talking about. <laughs> most, but like traditional <laughs> love story. Most dudes from. who have girlfriends have seen that movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 we have so, Yeah, culturally relevant to. Uh, those in relationships, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so so l- compare the the opening that that montage to the story of uh, the Notebook. It's a a pretty typical love story told from the perspective of two old people looking back on their lives, and what is you know we always like we w- what we focus on as culturally important in stories is how how they met. It's the love story. It's everything coming up together, and and then you get married. And then that's the rest of your life, and everything's good after that. What I love about Up is the the theme of the film is that life is never over. There is still time to be, to do, to learn, and I like the idea that um, it's a it's a, a term called post traumatic growth rather than uh, post traumatic stress disorder. Um, how some people respond to um, high stress events in their life is is really interesting. Like everyone's going to go through something like that, so you can either it can either turn into a complex or it can be this intense growth period in your life where suddenly you're learning more, you're seeing things differently. And I love that that's what they decided to do here. Like here, like like let's give everybody what they want. We know that we can do that really well. We can talk about uh, a love story. To, uh, pull all of the heartstrings, but now he's old, and in narrative terms, you know, most of the time people don't care anymore. You know, you're old. Yeah, you've, the story's ended. Yeah, you've probably you've, you've lived yeah. everything. But how they go from there is is what what is so phenomenal. Great. Yeah, it's it's so so great. Because it's cool because he looks at that that picture they have painted on the wall and he does the whole like cross your heart thing and that's when he decides to like go on this adventure you know yeah and exactly yeah, so it is like his life's not over he's gonna go on another adventure this by the way let's let's just right more. now yeah the reason they never went there is one hundred percent his fault for picking a dumbass career a balloon salesman how the fuck do you think you're going to South America on that salary dude. Is, he, is that his career the whole movie? Yeah. I just saw that. I just know in the like opening, he's like got the balloon stand at the zoo or I the mean, park I'm or something. I mean, I'm assuming the fact that he has like thousands of balloons attached to his house, he's still a balloon salesman. I just always thought that was like kind of just foreshadowing to set up the fact that they're sure going to use balloons later. But yeah. I didn't know that that was his whole – if that is his whole career, you're right. A bad choice. <laughs> right. And honestly, like I, um, I think it's interesting. I don't think he's really – 
going to live there it's basically suicide like he sees no point in his life anymore he's about to lose his house he's a menace to society last ditch effort like let's how can we kid friendly convey the idea of suicide oh my god <laughs> jesus christ i don't Calvin. think that was it <laughs> well i think it is because <clears throat> when he blows up all the balloons and you know now he's got russell on his porch he's like i stayed up all night blowing up all those balloons for nothing and I, I think know, that I just... is so poignant because now he has to take <laughs> care of someone. I still don't, I still <laughs> don't think he's going to What's he going to do? Like, like, like when he gets there. He's still okay, like, he so made he has... a way to steer the house, Calvin. He has no plumbing, no electricity. I think he has he... no food. He's on a giant rock outcropping. He he's going to sit on the porch and die. I think and watch shit. the water. The, the waterfall and die. I think that's his, the plan, whole his plan is to live out the rest of his days there. Which, which is about like 24 hours. But that's different than like <laughs> killing yourself, okay, you know? So like... I, I watched this movie with my little sister and my mom and my brother-in-law. And my little sister brought up, she was like, so is he just going to die Shout there? Shut up, man. Because she said that. She was like, so is he yeah, just... Of course he's going to die there. I, I no, but she was like she was like like giving yeah. up, not giving up, but he's like resigning himself <laughs> to that okay, idea, okay. which is fine. The That's point the, the point I made to her, I was like, it's a kids movie. I don't think they're concerned with like his food rations. Like yeah. that's not the the point of the movie. Is not as how is he gonna live? He there. was though, because Kevin was eating all of his food. Remember? Yeah, he was getting upset about it, which means that he wasn't going there to, to kill himself. Yeah, but he knew I just he had food I just still, I, I just think that I, I think it's 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 fun to take a complex lens and look at these movies. It's a kids movie. I don't think that the the point of the story is not how is he going to live on Paradise Island or Paradise Falls. Falls. Paradise Falls. It, the point of the movie is not like how is he going to survive that. The point of the movie is him getting there, him like fulfilling this kind of like uh it, sort of like last wish, last dying wish to his wife that he was finally going to do this and they were going to go there and they were going to have their house there. The point of the movie is the journey there not how is he going to cultivate food like how is he wh where's his plumbing at where's his that's not the point of the movie saying you it's, can it's shit still, in the woods it's still a kid's movie and and yeah. it, it's it, that's not the point but so it's, but I it's get, more complex it's a family that. movie that's, that's the thing like it, it is as complex as i'm gonna go and get the, uh, and take my house to the edge of this cliff but it's also you know there's still more things to do now I like, don't like because that's the thing. It's like he's like think of the house like as literal baggage. He's literally dragging his past around because he can't move on because he doesn't think that there is more life to live. He's running around when they're in the storm. And he keeps catching, talking to Ellie the whole yeah, time. Yeah, talking to Ellie, catching her photo uh, as it falls off the wall, catching the little bird, putting the chair right back in the same spot, tied everything down because he these these things are so important to him that he cannot let go. And then he, he finally does. It. does. Yeah. Because there is no more life to live, and then he finally realizes that he can end, live for Russell. But yeah, yeah, exactly, I, and that's I, which is yeah. so important considering how he never had kids growing up, and that was think something he, that he could have. Calvin, I usually love into. your deep takes. I just it's still just a kids movie. It's like, but not, it's no, no, not. No, no. It's not a kids movie, and that is what is so great. It's not a kids movie. Pixar. I don't think a single Pixar movie is a kids movie. Absolutely, okay. I think I think Pixar is one of the most culturally relevant ways that we tell our stories to kids because it it introduces really complex adult issues i agree with that into like a, a way to feel these things you know we don't need to explain why you need to go about life this way it's like you feel these these emotions and like there's there's so much of this that when you get caught up in all of these characters living out what could be um in some ways i mean they're, they're not normal stories they're not like it, they're possible but the the humanness uh, at the base level of the story is something that we all connect with so strongly 
and it's not it's not your typical princess story like you know you're you're you you're weird uh you know everybody hates you but you're gonna find your man you're gonna be okay you know you're you that that you're you're yeah this isn't fucking aladdin yeah like that's like that's the basis of like all of the other disney movies the the pixar movies are so much different and more complex like a bug's life about the working class standing up to their oppressors yeah exactly i i get that there are adult themes in the movie. I just think if you want to pick apart the narrative and be like, oh, well, they didn't talk about his food stores and like how he's going to live there. I don't <laughs> think that's important to the narrative. That's I don't, point, I don't that's think so either. I don't think it, I don't think it is, yeah. but like clearly the narratives can definitely have adult that. themes within them. What I'm saying is when you pick apart little things in it, that it's like, that's not what the movie's about. That's my point I'm trying to make. And, yeah, kind it's of, not Castaway. Yeah. We're not. We're not worried about his food rations. And here. we're we're dude. We're getting so deep already. I, I before we get like more into the narrative and all that, I want to talk about um, the animation because I because I thought it was interesting. I think there's like a there's obviously a look that Pixar has, and I think you are familiar with it. But when I was watching this, everything about Carl's character is like not Pixar animation. Like there's a part where he like shuts off his alarm clock this is when he's like an old guy and his fingers are like sharp angles they're like all 90 degree angles. they're yeah. like squares his ears are really yeah. that was another note i made yeah his ears are all like yeah and he's really square jawed and i thought it was cool because there's not really other characters uh designed in the same way i think everyone else sort of falls into like that kind of your 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 regular kind of pixar character you know it's like a you know you know what you're used to seeing like you know how pixar designs their their characters and and I thought it was cool that like Carl's to me is designed a pretty different way because he's a square. Yeah, that is such a good point. That's why he's like that, and that he's like that's why his chair is square, and that he's isn't. And, like, that's why because oh, he's cool, a square. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool like. Oh, yeah. I was too busy crying to notice any of oh, that. Wow. Yeah. No, I do. Okay, no, I like that. I because I, I think there's like I said, there's cool bits we can all pull from the movie. And to me, I was just like, oh, the design of this guy is different. And yeah, you're so, right. It, like, it speaks say, to his character. When you say like it's not typical Pixar animation, I have a problem. Like grasping around that, because I feel like every Pixar movie is animated differently. Mm. I don't okay, because I think like the the humans in like Finding Nemo look like the humans in Toy Story. I think I think okay, that that makes uh, sense. I see what you're saying there. Wouldn't like I guess when yeah okay. I guess as okay. they got more technologically advanced. Yeah, I think they I think they all kind of fall over the kind of well. The only other one I the, the I guess the one I would think is probably the most different would be like Incredibles. I think they're designed a bit different. Yeah, that's than, that's that's a little bit. But that to me is yeah. like kind of. So I, maybe I think like they designed the humans similar when they're not the main object of the movie. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think they, for the most part, I think there's kind of like a a trend they have. There's a design kind of because yeah. I even think Soul. I think like I think you could put a character. I from haven't Soul. seen that one yet. Oh, you haven't seen Soul I heard yet. It's very good. Oh my gosh! What I love is like you know you think that oh this is this is the height of the anim- of animation but how uh like with um ray tracing like for next gen consoles how we've started to incorporate more realistic light right right into uh animation there's that next level of realism even within like a cartoon space where like wow this is this is intense right like speaking on soul they they Dude, there's like so much effort put into like everyone's hair in that movie. Like oh, they, they yeah. made a big point of being like it's a big part of like black culture to like get your hair done in like a barber shop and so they they put a lot of effort into like every character's hair. Yeah. And, and so like funny. that's a cool part of like advancing the animation while still yeah. keep, keeping like a kind of your cartoon fun aspect. One to thing it. I noticed about upside animation too is they do a lot of detail in like their clothing and things like that. That was like, yeah, they were challenged to create yeah. realistic fabric. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's everything is like slightly fuzzy. And like you see, like every detail on the rope, and it's very neat. It's kind of neat to go back and watch, like watch like Toy Story, 
and and I think like kind of if you just if you just like go from continuing to watch like Pixar movies as they come out, you, I think it's like the changes are subtle enough that you just kind of are like, oh yeah, this is still looks good. This is Pixar. It's great. And then you go but back, if you go back and watch like the first one, you're like, like oh Story my god, like, like yeah. And that's Andy, a, well, yeah, I actually Andy disagree. just has like, like pinprick hairs. I still think it. I still uh, think it looks obviously good, it's but... great, especially for coming out was like 1996 Dude, or something. Yeah, like yeah that. right. Yeah. But it's but it's cool to go back and be like, wow, like look at how it used to be, and like and and I think just because these movies come out so often, you're just kind of like, oh yeah, it's it's another Pixar. And like you expect Pixar to be just fantastic at their animation well like even like uh like um what is it called uh inside out you know the joy character yeah she has she's like kind of she's not like a hard outline she has like kind of a fuzzy outline mm-hmm. and like each character kind of has their own outline it's it's very i really like the animation if you if you take the time to pay attention to it i think pixar does a good job of kind of like subtly like having kind of like their own uh kind of uh, tone or whatever to their characters in each movie i just thought up especially with carl i thought they took kind of like a really they made a very conscious decision to make his character look very different than kind of the average animation for yeah. Pixar. So speaking of the character design for Carl, whenever Carl was next to Russell, it was really jarring to me because uh, Carl, Carl's the, the old guy, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Carl has so much detail on his face. Like at a point he has like five o'clock shadow. There's so much detail, even like the boxiness of his ears and stuff like that. And Russell has like no detail on him. He does. He's just fat. He's just That's not a facial <laughs> detail, a, though. He's it is around. a facial detail. If you're fat, your face is fat. He just has like smooth skin with like no feet, no details. He's a or anything. fat child. Yeah, he's well, an egghead. <laughs> it was just something I noticed, and I couldn't stop noticing. I, I wonder. All. I wonder if that's maybe to kind of like juxtapose the two animations. Probably. So it's like, like, yeah. like we said, like Carl, you know, Jane's like part of his character is you know he's a square, and all yeah. of his stuff is very square, and you know Russell's. Brown right. boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's but, dirty throughout yeah. the film. It's yeah. Yeah. It's dirtier. Their, their two characters are really different, and so it would make sense to kind of animate them a different way. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. So, it's just something I yeah. noticed. And I couldn't stop. No, I, I totally agree <laughs> with you. They, they do look very different, which is, I, I think, kind of that. It kind was of, probably intentional. Yeah, that's yeah. sure. Well, you can probably think of too, like all of Russell's, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, all of Carl's details, all of the lines and wrinkles as being like a part of it, uh, you know, his lived experience, whereas Russell's more tabula rasa, like completely smooth. Blank he hasn't gone through Yeah, because he yeah. hasn't, nothing's happened, but as the dirt has accumulated, he's had some experiences and lived something, and that's probably reading way too much. Ooh, <laughs> no, I like it. I, I, I these like are not kids' it. movies, so it's. I think it's a valid take. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that idea. I'm over here smirking at Calvin like you're reading way too much into this. Yeah, well, you're wearing sunglasses right now, so I can't take you seriously either. So uh, another thing I wanted to bring up about the animation, because I feel like uh, a lot of the Pixar movies are, they have like these really vibrant, robust kind of settings, especially like, I mean, if you look like, the newest Toy Story, Toy Story Four, is not my favorite movie. No, all the Toy Story sequels suck besides the second one. But I, I but, disagree. But the but the setting they're in is like there's so much going on. They're at a carnival. There's just like there's a, it the 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 frame is full of things to look at, and then y- you watch up and they, it's like a cityscape for a lot of it. And it just feels like kind of copy paste the same thing. And then they get into the clouds, and then they get to like a rocky area. And then they get to kind of a jungle area, and then they're in a rocky area. It's just—it felt very sparse. The movie felt like it—it it didn't really put a lot of effort into its environment to me. And so, as far as like to me, that's a part of the animation. I, I don't think that they. I think I think there wasn't enough effort put into like the settings they were in. I, I guess. disagree with that. Yeah, a I lot. think it, yeah. I, yeah, I think it had more to do with uh, how much detail they were putting into the balloons. 
<laughs> they spent all their money on I mean, balloons. I mean, that's. I mean, it's really hard to model every individual balloon. Their balloon budget sure. was huge, so they yeah. couldn't make rocks. Yeah, exactly. But they made <laughs> rocks just fine. I no, no, no. My problem is not the detail of the rocks or the detail of the junk. I just, I didn't think the settings were very robust. They're not very that was cinematic my or yeah. whatever. That yeah. was my. That was. I mean, it's. I, it's, I agree. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not a huge nitpick, but I was just like, uh, like, it feels like they're, they kind of, you know, like in old movies, they'll kind of like. They'll use the same set, but they'll film it from, like, a different angle. So it'll be, like – or, like, the Scooby-Doo movies where they're just running through the same – it's just, like, the same kind of slide going yeah. over and over again as they're running through the house, and it's the same door they're running past. I see what you're saying same, yeah. It's the same, you know, haunted trees they're running past. That's like how I felt. saying not every tree is an individual tree. It just, it it just felt – it felt a lot like, okay, I've seen this rock formation they walked past before, or I've seen this tree. There. It, it felt like – yeah, it just felt like there wasn't as much effort put into, like, the environment they were in yeah. as much as the char- – which the point of the movie is not the environment, but – well, it seems like other Pixar movies have had a lot of uh, attention put into like the setting they're in. I felt like this one was lacking on that. Yeah, and I think it, it's also a reflection of what he was he was going to a place called Paradise Falls, and as foreshadowing as what really the whole point of the film was is like you're you're not going to a paradise here on a rock outcropping where nothing is beautiful and like you've just achieved something that you thought but it's not necessarily the thing that you needed yeah i guess like the most detailed part in like the background of the movie would be in the house the house or the blimp in Munce's blimp yeah mm-hmm. is is i thought because that was cool like when there's yeah. all the skeletons and then they're in the dining room and there's all this stuff he's got in there that was those were the those are the scenes where i was like I was looking for stuff in the background because you know, like Pixar puts all those, yeah, they do, yeah, all those little Easter eggs in there, and I was like looking around for them. And <laughs> it, the the majority of the movie, it's like, oh, they're around rocks and it's foggy, or they're in a jungle and there's nothing going on. It, so that that was my yeah, that was my little my yeah. little bit, a well, little in tip nitpick. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that, yeah, is that a new show? That one really got you, dude. <laughs> I was reading something, and then Jaden said that, and it surprised me. <laughs> um, but I think uh, it, it's reflected in uh, Ru- what Russell says. Like, I just didn't expect the wilderness to be so wild. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that is, it's, you know, it's the uh, um, the na- naivete of, uh, of there's adventure out there, of coming of age from, like, from of being a child and having uh, expectations for how life is going to go, and then you actually get and to achieve what you want is difficult and sometimes not necessarily well, what you always thought it would be. Or it's kind wanted. of the whole the whole arc of the movie is the spirit of adventure and like mm-hmm. what he Carl finds to realize is that he lived a dope ass adventure with Ellie without ever going on what he thought was an adventure. He was already going through an adventure the and, whole time, and it never ended. Yeah, he always he kept thinking that oh you know we never went to Paradise Falls, we never mm-hmm. went on our mm-hmm. journey, and that's when he realized like he's always been on a journey, and it yeah. never and didn't end when Ellie died. No. Like he just decided that it had. Yeah, and we've mentioned just talking about the movie real quick, uh, like the actual just talking about the movie that That's we're, we're doing like, this whole time. An actual <laughs> That's scene, what we do here. An actual scene about the movie. We've mentioned the uh, the part where he goes through the clouds, uh, like at the very beginning when he takes off with the house. Have you guys seen a series of unfortunate events? The the movie uh, with uh, Jim, Jim Carrey. With Jim Carrey, yeah. No, no, I haven't. I've watched some of the series on Netflix, which is New also I, I, essentially my answer is still no. Great, <laughs> Calvin. <laughs> No. We also have. Well, there's a part in the movie where they go to live with Meryl Streep. She's like one of the relatives that they, they go to live with. They live with the Meryl Streep? The Meryl Streep. She, she, how is this unfortunate? <laughs> <laughs> and she lives on like a really rickety house over like a cliff. And there's a part where a uh, a storm hits the house 
and the house like crumbles apart there's like a bunch of things like exploding and they have to escape this house that's falling apart in the middle of a storm and it reminded uh, watching that part and up where the storm hits and like all the furniture is falling all over the place it reminded me of series of unfortunate events but if i'm the only one who's seen the movie that's right it reminds me of uh, the movie (laughs) twister when there's a storm and it fucks up some other houses you're just taking my joke yeah. I think more people have seen <laughs> Twister. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was just the scene that I thought was. It reminded me of another movie that I like. So yeah, I like yeah. that scene. You, you like the that's, that's what, Snicket's movie? That's like I all think you, that movie's really good. That's yeah. all you liked about Up is how much it reminded you of a of a C plus movie. I I really I really actually don't enjoy this movie that much. I think it's incredibly overrated. Why? Why? Well, no, no, no. Well, that. well, we have we have we have uh we have controversial comments for later on. I'll, I'll I'm resi- all about controversy. I'll reserve my controversy for later then. But. Okay, so I want to I want to jump into if we're getting we're getting back into more narrative. I think we're done talking about animation and everything. Uh I want to talk about the dogs. So like <laughs> They're the best part of the fucking movie, McKinnon. Here's an idea. They're the worst part of the movie. They're doofus. So this is this is one thing that kind of always, and I, it's just a suspension of disbelief thing for me. And I think most people are cool to it. And I'm 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 usually pretty good at suspension of disbelief, and 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 I'm fine with having talking animals. But it's just so weird to me when like, all they have is a voice communicator thing for them, but they they have essentially the intellect of a human being, which is always so odd to me. Like it's always. So odd to me that that gets worked into movies. Like somehow, if a dog had the ability to talk, it would it would talk the same way a human did. It would it would react and respond in conversation the same way. And again, that's just a nitpick that I have because it really doesn't change. It doesn't change the movie at all <laughs> by having the dogs able to talk. But it, it always it does change the movie. A big big parts, a big part no, of the movie. No, but I mean like it's uh, not though. Like I don't me me being mad about it or caring about it doesn't change the narrative of the movie. I wouldn't. I still wouldn't change it. I just I don't know like that I would have done dogs with voice communicators because to me personally... What animal would you have used? I wouldn't have used an animal, an animal at all. Animal. Like, I, don't know, I wouldn't have used an animal. <laughs> How like, would you have driven the plot, dude? You, could, you could use little robots or something. How would you like, Why would you use robots when you could use talking dogs, dude? Like I said, the, the narrative is fine with the minute. Like I said, it's just a personal nitpick that it's always... Every movie I see with a talking animal in it, that when they interact with people... So this doesn't include like... Other animated movies like, like Babe, like Lion King, or something like that. It doesn't bother me that the animals can talk because they only interact with other animals. So it's like that's fine with me because like now I'm I'm living in a movie where it's just from the animals' perspective. But with Up, I'm watching a movie from a human being's perspective, and now I have to listen to a dog talk to them. Like they, a, the dog has a single clue how to have a conversation with a person. Clearly does. Yeah. I mean, they've been there for like Which is great. Which is great years. for the movie. Again, it's just a thing that <laughs> I don't like seeing in movies. Like, I just don't like it, and it throws me off well, to Well, you know, it's, it's a kid's movie, Connor, so It's can't. just a kid's movie. <laughs> I just thought that maybe my opinion was shared. Apparently not. It, it was shared. So we heard it. I was criticized gonna, it. Yeah, I was going to say I didn't like the dogs either, mostly because the jokes that the dogs made didn't seem very... Like, there was a lot of effort put into them. So I'm like, just so confused about how you both have been like, it's a kid's movie, it's a kid's movie. These are dumb jokes. So there are a lot, there are a lot of kids' movies that have jokes that even adults can appreciate. Like this movie. Yeah. So the joke with Doug, he's like a dumb dog who makes bad decisions, and he's not the smartest dog, right? That's like the joke. He's like a dimwit. He's like that... Uh, I in think terms he's like of, a dog. I don't think he's like stupid than the is, other dog. Alpha, the other dog, is like really smart. 
He's, Do you think so? Do you, are they not making mistakes the entire movie? I think that he has a, a higher intelligence than Doug. I completely disagree with that. <laughs> okay. The, the point is... I think just Doug, you'd think that because the yeah. way that Doug communicates in his voice. The, that, the, that too, yeah. yeah. I, I think that that's, that's what they're trying to show us, though, by having Doug talk a certain way. Yeah. Doug, you Doug learn X, that Doug is not stupider yeah. than the other dogs okay, throughout I, the movie. I don't, I don't think it's a term of... It, it doesn't. It's not a matter of intellect. Doug acts like a dog, and he acts like sure, a, a fun, yeah. cheery character, and the other dogs act like minions. Like That's, that's a, the distinction between yeah. the yeah, I don't yeah. think intellect has to deal with it, but sure. but uh, they they clearly the the minion dogs play a different role than Doug does. Yeah, yeah. I also didn't. They made three squirrel jokes in the movie, which I didn't think I didn't think any of them Check were this super out. funny. Fun <laughs> fact: I wrote down you don't see a single squirrel in the entire movie. Yeah, because yeah. only a dog sees them. No one sees them. I don't think there are squirrels There's at all. Squirrel. squirrel. Yeah. It's, I not, just it's not funny it's, to me. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Have you ever seen a dog? Character. Have you ever see a dog look at an animal? You probably think that every animal running around ever seen a squirrel. dog attack a squirrel. Okay, well, no. Luna will try to kill every rabbit I've squirrel seen, that she sees. Yeah, yeah. prove it. It's it's a big go get a, a rabbit. It's okay. a big problem <laughs> was, for suburban I just, like, I just dog owners. That, I just want to talk about how I didn't love the voice communicators. Yeah, I loved it so much. I wish that my dog had one, and we'd have great conversations. I bet your dog was smarter than Doug, though. Yeah, that's for sure. Dogs smarter than like ninety-seven percent of dogs on Earth. So well, we agree. Either way, either way, I didn't love that. Um, it's like my favorite part of the whole movie is uh, the dogs. That's what I'm saying, and that's why I think like that's why I still like I wouldn't take it out of the movie, and I can still appreciate the movie and watch it and like it. I just, for me personally, like I don't love those things in movies, but I think it the movie would not be as good with them in it. So yeah. that's why that's why I'm like okay, like so it doesn't hurt me to watch this movie and still appreciate it, even though. I got to got to push yeah. that thought, yeah. thought out your that's brain. That's why I'm saying like I still have suspension of disbelief for it. It's just I don't I don't love it. I don't love yeah. it when movies do that. And I think the reason that the dogs are in there is because the you know you can't have like actual exposition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you need you need a few more characters to create some more conflict in uh context for for uh humor, but if you made them real people um it wouldn't make any sense because then he'd have slaves. Yeah, it, well, they'd it, be it would real be people super. With... It'd be super dark. This would be a <laughs> drama now. Yeah. Like, like I mean, him. Yeah. I think him doing what he does to the dogs is dark, regardless. Yeah, I mean, that oh, dude, especially that like, dude's a fucking murderer. Oh man, like when he when he knocks off the heads and he's like a biologist looking for a rare flower. We're talking about months now. Yeah, yeah talking like, about months. And which, then when yeah, he gets pointy to, chin, and when he gets to Carl's and he's like a man who's floating his house. Like, he, like to me, it was like, oh, so these were actually real people that were just telling the truth. But you're so paranoid that you just, just killed, killed them, them yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Which is again, so like I said, I said this is a kids movie, and it is a kids movie. It's a family just movie. Just because it's just because it's a kids movie doesn't mean it can't have like adult themes or like adult content that like something that the so i always think that disney and pixar they have to put something in the movie to make it palatable for the parents of kids like they have to take their kids to these movies so there has to be like narratives there has to be something in the movie that makes it like watchable for adults who are watching it and that's why i think these movies are so successful because adults like them yeah and and it's not not, okay so like but but but, i'm just my point is when you break it down it like it is a it is a kids movie. I disagree know? with that, dude. Because like when I think okay. of like kids movies and stuff, I think of like Paw Patrol or fucking yeah, Dora the Explorer, Explorer or some shit I mean, like that. About, like toddler stuff. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but that's what that's the thing. thing. It's like, that's what's, what I'm what's saying. The it's difference like between... this movie is made for an entire family. Where like me, who's a single okay, dude who's twenty seven, likes the movie. It's I not. I guess that's a good way to put yeah. it. Like a family movie, not necessarily a kids movie. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll get away from using that that moniker. A human movie. That's what's so successful about Pixar. I was just going to say about the dogs, my favorite part with the dogs is when they go to the blimp and they talk to Carl Munz for the first time. 
and they like the dogs bring him like a menu and he's like ah surprise me and they bring back a bottle of wine and they like spill it everywhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like, like eat the, the kid's hot dog thing. and stuff that's yeah. awesome yeah, yeah, yeah but that's, I, that's I do love him when he first brings the bottle over he's like oh yeah it's good choice well, how the fuck did <laughs> he have a hot dog <laughs> he spill it everywhere where did that's they get he... a fucking hot dog from is that in, that's what I'm saying? It's not important. It's, really <laughs> it's not dark. important. That's a really dark thought. <laughs> but <laughs> is it made from dogs, dude? But there's. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's like there's enough. Oh my god. There's enough. It's a hot dog. That's what I'm saying. It's so like, while as a whole, like I like I said, this this movie is average to me. But there are fun things like that in it. Like, yeah, the, like you brought the menu and everything and, and he's like, oh, yeah, good choice. I, I like those. I like those parts. There's plenty of parts to like in this movie, yeah. but I think as a whole, like, it, it just didn't hit home for me. I yeah. guess what I, what I meant about not liking the dogs for me was just a lot of the jokes didn't, they didn't land for me because, like, Doug being a dumb dog. Do or, you have a dog, McKenna? Hey, let me finish my thought. <laughs> the dog having, like, a low IQ and, like, being goofy and then Alpha having, like, the squeaky voice, like, those are all jokes that didn't seem like there was a lot of thought put into I did them. Not, they, were just, they were just making yeah. the obvious joke, you know. And I did that's not like the. Like I did not like the alpha yeah. high voice at all. No, I. I thought it was not funny. It to was me the. At it all. was the best uh, use that I've ever seen of it because you know normally we we contrast a high squeaky voice with this big masculine or like like violent character. And yeah, that's giant funny. dude named Tiny. Yeah, but so. but this but. But this being like a a malfunction and not the actual intention, I think the, was be- a better the, use of it. The voice of Doug is the same voice of Alpha with the high voice and the low voice. It's the same guy. Same is voice he the actor. same as? Oh, I guess he wouldn't be the same for all of them because they all have a, a different timbre. But yeah, but no, it's just it's the same voice again, just either pitched up or pitched down for Alpha. That's well, funny. Whenever I think of that character with like a squeaky voice, I think about Emperor's New Groove when. Uh, Yzma's turned into like a cat. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Is that my voice? And I think, <laughs> I think, I think so that good. movie, that movie makes the joke so much better. Like, I think that movie really because it like acknowledges the... it and everything. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like this it movie just... also acknowledges it. Yeah. But it's it seems in a not funny me, way. He's all. just like, oh, your communicator. Yeah, broken. I don't, I don't think that the, yeah. the yeah. fucking squeaky voicing was necessary. Because yeah. you see these jokes, like no, no joke is really original. You know, like people are copying jokes from other. I feel things like all I make original time. jokes all the time. Sure, Dayton. I just whenever I see a joke, I'm like, but this movie did it so much better. It didn't seem like the writer really put that much thought into it for this movie or whatever. Yeah, I actually out like. I just don't think that you can put that much thought into dog jokes. Dude. Well, I think there were some. I think there were some like when they're all talking as a group, like yeah, yeah, I like you for now. Yeah, like those <laughs> yeah. Those, those were funny jokes. And yeah. I think those were like as like like when they were like more of like a collective voice. Those were funnier because it was like the randomness, like the, the stupidity that we kind of associate with animals. Like you're not a real, you know, like this is just like what a dog looks at like because there are other dog tropes that they could have made jokes about besides just squirrel speaking yeah. of said, speaking it's of all up on the tennis ball dude i suppose yeah. i see that that's one. true that I, yeah I, the I tennis like, ball is like my favorite the part. tennis ball joke is those are good yeah. yeah speaking of jokes they work a really good poop joke into this movie whoa <laughs> you know when uh so <laughs> russell and carl are going through the jungle and they're carrying the house on their back or whatever and russell's like i have to go to the bathroom and they finally tie up the tree, and he goes, and he's like, Russell's carrying like a little shovel and leaves. He's like, I've been waiting to do this. 
clearly he's and he's, he's gonna like, take a shit. Yeah. And he's like, Do I dig the hole first or later? Yeah. He's like, It's the hole first. <laughs> very it's very clearly a, a I think a well done poop joke. <laughs> yeah, it is it's it's so euphemistic and yet so so well timed. I just I made a note of this as like they managed to work in a a, a well done poop joke into this movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is how with with Carl's character, they used uh, a couple like old man tropes um, throughout it. Like at the beginning, when he's like yelling at the the CEO, like at the jobs, like with the with the megaphone, is like you, which which I think I they re- call those a foreman. Well, I mean, the foreman wouldn't be a suit. Oh, you're talking about the suit guy. Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant when. Okay, gotcha. I Why does it matter? About. Just like Calvin talk. <laughs> Sorry, because I this think is how we run the show, McKinnon. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> I thought I thought Calvin. I thought Calvin was trying to be really technical and fancy, and like let me get this guy a, a cool title. It's just it's just a foreman. But but now I know you're talking. Yeah. He's yelling at the suit guy. Yeah, yeah okay, exactly. See, okay, that makes and he, sense. And, he, and he's like like take a bath, you hippie. And I was like, it was just like, it felt like just an old man like cliche because right. very very get all, off like, my lawn. Of yeah, him. yeah. Because first of all, I was like, first of all, like he is literally like ripping up your entire neighborhood for the purpose of commercial enterprise that is like the furthest yeah. from like the a hip- hippie you could be yeah yeah, yeah. i was like you, you, i was like that just yeah. felt like oh let's just make him as old man as possible without without as much pixar inventiveness as you would have normally expected yeah. you can't see right now but i made a, a total face because that 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 joke makes no sense to me like yeah, yeah like oh the shower hippie he's clearly not a hippie at all and it was just like just okay, like it, it seemed like the writers were like, uh, old old man thing, uh, old old man phrase. Let's put I it in. I think they yeah. put it in there because it doesn't work. I think that's or, the point. Well, or, or I mean, they could have been like, things <laughs> things cost less when I was younger or whatever. You, you know, be like, I you know, you could put yeah, anything classic, like classic that. Classic old man joke. Just I like mean, there's classic he, dog jokes and classic child jokes. In the it's, still, <laughs> it's just it's just lame. He could have yeah. been like, he could have been like, Coca Cola cost a nickel when I was a kid. Like it it's not funny. It's <laughs> yeah. Not, it made no sense to me. And yeah. I don't think it's supposed to be funny. I think it could have been like i think it could they could have used a, a more stereotypical old man joke that would have made sense within the um within the context like get off my lawn yeah i mean exactly just that phrase itself <laughs> could have i think w- would have been like better. he could have been Wouldn't like been I, I, I learned either. how to tie a tie better when i was a young buck or something i don't know like <laughs> literally can't even like, tie a tie that's a big part of the movie it's just, yeah it's i do just, like that they really yeah, want i, I think they i think it's they like, included, wears a bow tie after ellie dies i think you get oh, his point Jaden. Oh that's God. actually that's actually a lot that's actually a lot harder to tie than a regular uh, clip on. I mean, if it is a clip on, it is. I mean, well, did last, we see it? the last I'm time he sure, does? Yeah. The last I'll, time he puts it on, it, Ellie's putting it on for him. The bow tie. Is he? Is she? Yeah. If he just never takes it off, I wouldn't. Yeah, because like mean, she ties his ties the whole no, movie. Either way, that joke is sure. bad. I was. Yeah, I think say, they put. I put okay. it in just so they could show the I different fabric types of the ties. It doesn't matter. Okay, well, I want to move. I want to move on to. I had one thing I wanted to say real quick about the the construction workers at the beginning of the movie. When Carl strikes the guy in the head with the uh, walker, was this the first Pixar movie to show blood? Ooh. No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't. Nemo, I don't know right? because I thought the same thing. No, Finding Nemo. I, I guess think of you... Finding Nemo too because the shark sniffs the blood. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, okay. Is so it the first movie I to guess, show human blood? Yeah, that's what wow. I Because mean. I thought that speciest. I thought that when I saw it, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, there's I blood on him. I want to say I heard when this movie came out that it was the first one. I can't remember that. Part I'm really back. trying to think here. I don't know. It was just something I thought about that's uncommon. You're I'm the sure producer. You can literally look it up. I'm yeah. going to run the numbers. Well, I think oh, that so. it might. Is it the first Pixar movie to have humans be the main characters? No. Uh, Incredibles came out before. Oh, it. that is true. But um, those weren't humans. It, they were super humans. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, it, it's about human beings. Okay, Dude, is there no blood in Incredibles? They beat the shit out of each other. I'm pretty sure that Mr. Incredible bleeds quite a bit in that movie. 
I don't yeah, know. I think you're right. Because like the robot be, right? like fucks him up, dude. Yeah. Now I don't know. But anyway, anyways, like Sid so have like a scab I'm at some to, point in Toy Story. I'm I'm probably just inventing things. I'm now. trying to Google was up the first movie with blood and it auto corrected Bloodhound because there's dogs in the movie. Just uh, type in first Pixar movie with blood. Okay. So so we'll move on. I want to talk about uh, Carl's introduction to Munts when they he meets him on the island. His hero. On his and so he's somehow the same age. Okay. Okay. So I I looked into it. Munts is 92, mm-hmm. and Carl is 78. Yeah, that makes so sense. So he's 14 years older. Which which I get. And yeah, that, he's a that young does. man in the beginning then. But they act the same age. Especially they have a fight scene at the end and they're both like, oh, my back. And then they like, mean, can't move. Yeah. But you're fucking old. My, you're my, old, dude. My pro- I, I would have, I don't, I don't know. That was another thing. I was like watching this movie and I was like, why are they like, they're like, the, they act the same age. They move the same age. Yeah, it like, did bother me as and well. That was the thing. I was like, okay, so it's like, I think you should have, if you wanted to have that scene at the end, I think you need to have Carl without a cane. And you need to have months with a cane. You need to do something to make months look older because they they look this. I mean, they Some look and act the same People just take age. better care of their bodies, yeah. dude. Maybe I mean, he's, he's using TB twelve pliability. It's still, it's still <laughs> that was that was another thing. Again, this is this was me. Like I watched the movie and I uh, noticed he's got these a, he's things. hiking around this freaking jungle yeah. for the past freaking yeah. sixty years, and Carl's just sitting on the couch with his wife. Like, of course, he's in better shape. Again, yeah. it's just he another walks th- up the occasional hill yeah. slowly. It's, it's just another thing where I was like, okay, like that doesn't Struggles. make any sense to me, but like I'm gonna move on because it doesn't really affect the story of the movie. It doesn't really affect the characters in the movie. But it's just another thing. I'm just like, this movie had a lot of things where I'm just like, like I don't I feel kind like of broke that watch. I don't any, love, like any I don't, Pixar I don't movie, that. you're gonna find things like that. They're animated movies. I I don't know. I I think I think it, I disagree with that because I think other movies have done a better job of kind of setting up the rules of what's going on in that movie. Like, okay, so like everything that happens like Toy Story, I don't I second guess it because like I've I've already been set up in a world where like I already have to believe that toys are alive. So so, so now, toys are alive, they're just willingly getting tortured by the neighbor kids. So 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 now anything that happens with the toys after that, it's like, okay, even if it's wacky, like I believe it because I'm already set up in a wacky world. Same with like finding Nemo. It's like I'm You're already not set up oh, in a wacky world with up? Well, no, because I'm following human characters, and they've already who stacked. fly a house with a balloon. But they've already set them up in like a world where like there's some kind of corporate uh, company who's going to take over his house and build up a thing. It, it, they've already set it up. And to he kind escapes of... from that in a very wacky manner. Okay. I, I, it's just not. I, I don't even get a chance to finish. I, I'm just saying it's not. It's not like enough to me to like set up the rules for what we're what what is going on in this movie, and that's why like there's sometimes I don't take certain parts. Um, it's not set up for me to just like understand and believe it just because of where I, what I'm watching. There are other movies that I think Pixar has done better where I just understand what I'm watching and I know the rules and I just go along with it. This movie had a lot more there's things. No rules. This movie had a lot more things where I just don't go along with it, and that's like my opinion. I, I just don't. There's a lot of stuff where I just don't go along with it because, and I and I find myself like second guessing, like wondering why, like why is this the way it is? Because like I'm not, and this is why this movie is not. This is why it's your favorite and not mine. Because, like, it is, I, I don't love a lot of the stuff in this movie. It yeah. doesn't make sense to me the way you're, like, picking the narrative to watch it. Like, the way you're viewing this is, like, they're taking it so seriously. And it's a freaking animated movie, dude. <laughs> okay, like, but then earlier... You're everything about it. Earlier, I say it's a kid's movie. You guys It's not it's a kid's not. movie. Yeah, I mean, that's so the thing. But you're, so you're, 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 you're trying to... Yeah. Well, you're trying to make it, like, like, like this is the most realistic setting for uh, a Pixar movie. And I think that's the thing that, that bugs you the most. It's not as whimsical or... There exactly, aren't as many, thank you. Yes, there aren't that's as many a good way rules to put it. about it. Like, yeah. like, 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 
you can suspend your disbelief because all of these other crazy wacky things are happening whereas in this world it's it's very like this is this could you know this is pretty much the the notebook but like in um uh Pixar world and they've kind of already established that balloons are clearly more potent um in uh in this world with the, the thing with is, the, yeah, with there the was cart. a lot of there was a lot of setup for the balloons and and again like uh, before watching this movie like I knew that the balloons were a gonna lift the house like that wasn't like a oh my god are the balloons gonna work thing like I, yeah i that, mean they're like, clearly I using I hydrogen that. Like, and yeah. not helium yeah, but like, that's the whole point so 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 then before going into the movie you understood the wackiness of it and you're still i knew the wackiness of one part of the movie and then like as it went on i was like i don't like buy this as much as i wanted to buy because i wanted i like i wanted to buy into this movie i'm just saying for me it's like i i never got to the point where i like i really uh appreciated the movie for what i think they were going for like yeah. for me that's how that's how it was and i think i think it's because like i don't think that the narrative is or those those plot points are as strong um but they don't need to be like what the, what the things that you really focus on are the the re- relationship uh uh that carl has with his house you know all of this baggage and his memories and all of the uh like I, the, the one of the most like tear jerking moments is um when he's talking uh when russell is talking about his sash and you'll notice he's like if uh you know if i get my assisting the elderly badge then i'll finally be a senior wilderness explorer and my dad will come to the ceremony and if you'll notice that's there's there's a hole right there in the middle of his sash right (laughs) over his heart a literal hole in his heart and that just that type of thing is like it's it's so much less about the narrative and more about the experience of of these characters trying to live. So if we want to move into more of Carl's relationship with Russell and Carl's relationship with his dad, because this is kind of the this is the part of the movie where I I really think it needs to hit home better for me. Uh, I want to hear everyone's else opinion before I give mine. What do you guys think about kind of Carl's relationship with Russell? And then I really want to know what you think about Russell kind of how he describes his relationship with his dad and was that emotionally enough for you yeah absolutely it was incredibly emotionally emotional for me i mean it i mean i was tied right into it i mean i come from a broken home it's very easy to relate to that and i think that that's i I was instantly tied in with russell in that fucking aspect and his character and with carl being there for him and not even realizing what he's doing i wasn't super attached to their relationship because they only really spend one moment where they're deep with each other, where uh, Russell talks about you know his relationship with his dad or whatever, even just to the surface level, and that's really the only moment that he talks in like a deep way to Carl that I saw. So yeah, I, I wish they spent more time on it. Right. Yeah, Calvin, and, what well, do you think? Yeah. Well, so and that's what what I think is so great about it is the whole film is being an allegory for. Um, you know, once you get to a certain point in your life, your life is over. But if you think about like how he never had kids, he could never have it. Like, well, I guess that part of my, you know, you think about the adventure book, um, at least adventure book, things to do, things I want to do and um, or things I'm going to do. And he didn't see kids weren't going to be in the picture. And so he spent all the entire film trying to reject that part because it wasn't his his journey was over there were you know the the whole thing the whole thing was just getting to paradise falls because it was all about ellie's journey all about 
the things that Ellie was going to do and how he was a partner to her. And now without her, he didn't have anything to do. He didn't realize he was just denying these things, these parts of these, of what he could be because he was so focused on her and she was the one holding, and he was pulling her and her memories to the place. So that's why I think that he spent all movie, not trying to connect with Russell and why ultimately when he finally opened the book and realized like, he was a part of the story. It wasn't Ellie's story. He needed to be the one to continue the story on and continue living life. And that's when, you know, Doug's at the door. It's like, you're, you know, I'm your master. Yeah, you're, you're a good, good boy. boy. Yeah. And like, that's where the his revelation part. comes from. And that's why he's then tries to foster the bond. And then you have like the, basically the same thing in the credits. You have all of these great little uh, vignettes of uh, him and Russell doing, you know, father son type things at the end. And that's, and that's the whole point is the whole point was of the film was that he was not, living life anymore he was ready to just end because ellie was dead but there is no end to life as long as you're alive right no okay that's i think so far these are all good takes i did not buy the relationship between russell and carl at all like i think at the end you know you have carl i mean uh russell he's about to get his badge and his dad doesn't show up and carl's the one to put it on that felt completely unearned to me uh I think that they needed to lean a lot more into uh, maybe more of Carl saying that, like, oh, I never wanted kids or, like, I don't have kids and I'm not going to be your dad. And I'm not saying you need to have, like, literally that dialogue in the movie, but the, the fact that Carl doesn't have kids is only brought up in, like, that montage and that's never brought up again. And so, like, I never really – it made no sense to me why he would want to be, like, sort of a uh, – a, 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 father figure or a mentor to Russell because he spent his whole life with Ellie not doing that and so like when he turns up to kind of be a mentor or and a father figure for Russell I was like it felt unearned to me and the other thing about I thought they needed to lean more into Russell's character being like because it's I think McKinnon brought up I think it's brought up twice his he talks about his dad Russell talks about his dad twice and I thought they needed to lean more into that because because I it's I'm not saying everything needs to be told to me, but it's it's a little, I don't know, too ambiguous to me because like because like I sort of don't know how much Russell's dad actually means to Russell because he doesn't like talk about it enough, and so the fact that someone else is taking Russell's dad's place to pin the badge on, I don't think it means as much because like, I know he says he loves the curb and all that and everything, and there's some fun stuff and there's some nice stuff, but I just think they needed to lean more into the fact that like, Russell really doesn't have a dad or he has an absent dad. And he really needs someone to like fill that void for him. And Carl needs to have something else kind of pointing to the fact that he's not going to fill the void. And then at the end of the movie, when he decides he will fill that void, it would make the impact stronger for me. And that's why I that's why like I didn't really I didn't really love that connection between them. It it felt unearned at the end. See, that's I feel like that's exactly what happens in the movie though. Like what you were describing, what should happen is Carl doesn't want anything to do with Russell the whole time. That that's and Russell's just trying yeah. to leech onto him. Yeah, that's like, he's he like, get the fuck dad. off of me. And like, because Carl doesn't want anything to do with him. He's like, damn, now I have to take care of this kid. Isn't that Not like, something he wants to do? And he ends up earn like they end up earning each other's like trust and stuff. That's the problem though, because they spend one they spend one scene around the campfire, and even after that, he still doesn't want anything to do with Russell. He spends the whole movie not wanting him around. He's just stuck with him. Yeah, yeah, and, well, and it, so that's the so point. Like, it, so that's I why think, it feels unearned at the end when he puts the badge on because even yeah, he, he didn't want to be, but he was still there. 
Yeah, it, it, it feels like, like even at the end of the movie, to. he still doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Well, so, I so totally what, uh, disagree with that. Yeah, the, I would see He risks like, his life to save the kid multiple yeah. times. And I, I, would th- I, I think why it feels unearned is because when he has his realization, he has to go save Russell then. Because immediately Russell takes the balloons and goes off. And he realized then that he needed to live his life more like Ellie. And why I do think it is earned is because he had lived his entire life through Ellie when he pins the grape badge on, you know, the grape soda badge right, on right, him, right. It's, it's because he has now become the mentor that Ellie was for him. That's what I think is, is it's, it's not, it's, it's, you have to look at the, the characters kind of separately in this case, like how they function as coming together. And Russell mentions his dad, like he doesn't say that his dad is like, you know, absent or anything all that often. He just says, he mentions dad all the time, like, oh, my, the GPS, uh, my dad's going to, you know, um, we count the cars. He's going to, um, he mentioned him at the beginning of the film as well. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, just, he's, to me, it was never like, enough. I mean, well, I get that's what you're saying. saying. It like, was just never I enough. Was, I just think I if think it was any more, it'd be yeah. beaten you, beaten over the head with yeah, it. Yeah. I think that's what's yeah, so great right, about, well. what about Pixar is they, they, they load certain phrases so heavily with emotional value that that's all you need. Like, if you're not invested in the emotion of the film, it's not going to hit quite right, but I think they, they put the right amounts in, and if you look at their character development as more more vacuums as to um, rather than their individ- their relationship with each other, because you can really think about it like, Russell is just trying to earn his dad's love, appreciation, you know, he wants him to see him, and um, Carl just wants to die because he's, you know, lived his entire life as Ellie. Like, that's the only reason he has left to live is he's th- he thinks he's finishing Ellie's journey. And when he looks back at his life, all of the things Ellie wanted to do were with him. And then he sees himself in Russell. And that's why it's so significant that he gets... It's not about their relationship. It's what he sees in Russell as an extension of himself as a child. I mean, I, I can get what you're saying. That just... And, and again, I mean, these movies are going to hit differently for each person. This was just not one that did it. So, like, you brought up the adventure book. Mm. And so, you know, this is after, like, Russell's gone away and they kind of have their, their breakup and they're not friends anymore. And I was really thinking, I was like, oh, man, he's going to go open up the book and it's going to have, like, oh, it, it gets to the page and it's, like, things I want to do or things I will do or something something like that. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be, like, um, oh, travel through, like, the – jungle with my with carl or whatever or like meet new friends with carl and like car um uh doug is that new friend that they meet or like you know like uh oh like save page save a lot and it would be something in each page would parallel the relationship and the adventure that doug i mean um carl and russell had gone through and i thought that was going to be like the emotional tie-in to get carl to go and like save russell because like all these adventures that carl that would have worked really well right and so that's what i was and and again, it's like it—it it was just kind of my expectation. I think of the movie is what kind of brought the movie down to me is because I was like, oh man, that would be so cool if they did this thing where it's like mm. all this stuff in the book that Carl wanted to do with his wife is now paralleled in his relationship with Russell, and that's going to be like the spark that like gets him to go and like save Russell. And to me, to me, if they had done that, then all the stuff at the end where he's pinning the badge and he's saving him, then it's like, oh my god, like. He's realizing that he would have given he, you a little bit more yeah, emotional time. It's like he's it. realizing, like, oh, I do have this like strong relationship with Russell, and like he is my like he is someone I care about. He is someone I want to like go and save, and I want to I want to fulfill his dream of getting that wilderness badge and, and fill and, that hole in his heart. Yeah, and so like I I thought like the movie just needed that 
that one step to like put it put put Carl in the position to like want to do the stuff with for Russell because he cared about Russell and I just don't think it ever quite hit that for me. And mm-hmm. and again, that's like my own expectation going into a scene where I saw it and I was like, "Oh man, I bet they're going to do this." And when it didn't happen, I was like, "Ah, now I kind of don't think the movie's going to hit the emotional notes I wanted to." And so, uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you guys. I I think you're probably right. They do ladle in enough stuff about Russell's dad to like make it matter and and Carl can probably like take that next step and and be that mentor to him. It just like I mean, I, I don't know. I just thought that it just needed that like just a little bit more to like really get me to be like I really love the relationship between these two. Yeah. It just never quite got there for me. So like what I'm like like from what I'm like understanding from what you're getting at is like uh just a lot of stuff in this movie is a little bit too vague for you. I don't know if it... like they just like when I, from what I'm understanding, it's like um, I guess the way I'm saying it is like I want it spelled out to me, to me yeah. which is which is not really what I want. That's, that's not the way I wanted to put it. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, like you, you want you, nice things are a little was... bit too representative or too representative for you, rather than being like a a better to like. I, I think you think of this more as like wanting more like dialogue drama out of it. I feel like it, it's it, not. It's, it's one really. emotional scene away from like me really buying into this yeah. movie. That's see, what that's what I, that's why I think it is. And and you know, it doesn't need to be dialogue or whatever it just it, it was just it was just like yeah it's just like one tick off from being like wow i really love this and, and it was just like huh. so one I don't thing i love it one thing that we have not discussed at all um well not uh, even before one... we move on do that though i do want to mention that like what i loved about the adventure book you're talking about like i think that that would have been a good way of doing it but what i loved about every time he opened the, the adventure book he always stopped at right. that page before right. you know things I want to do like oh we yeah, never didn't want to look, we never yeah. well no because he thought we ne- they never did anything mm-hmm. and he didn't because he didn't realize that he was they were living the whole time yeah so that's that I I, I like that part of it that is but, a cool part yeah. it's like when he finally realizes like because it's almost like a surprise it like goes to his face and he's like oh my god there's more to this because he didn't even know it's what I took from that it's like he didn't mm-hmm. even know that she had added pages to it yeah and thought of him as the the journey yeah. So yeah, uh, one thing we have not discussed at all about the movie, which is a big part of it, um, is Kevin. Which okay, I'm excited that you brought that up because I don't think Kevin's a big part of the movie because we've <laughs> spent the whole time not talking about Kevin. Like I, I think Kevin drives a lot of the plot, man. <laughs> like a lot of it. Like there's the he's the whole reason there's controversy in between him and uh, the fucking skinny chin guy. The object of Kevin is what drives the plot. The character of Kevin. He's is a, a fucking. Late... She's a bird. Yeah, but Doug is a dog. And... But Doug has a communicator. If Kevin did, you know. So the, the... And there, oh, I do love that one part about Kevin though. He's like shoot, shoot. Like, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> the bird is say, fucking funny. That's dude. the only yeah. funny part about Kevin. He's like shoot, shoot. Everything <laughs> about Kevin is funny. I disagree. The whole his yeah, whole I... aspect of him being or her being in the movie is hilarious. No. Her hey. name is Kevin? Kevin's a girl? It's all great, dude. Having a female bird in your movie that has a boy name is not inherently that's funny. Not inherently I think it's funny. hilarious because it's freaking <laughs> yeah. kids. It's like, I'm going to name this bird Kevin, which is a hilarious name for a bird. Yeah, see, I always wanted to name, like, uh, when I first got when we first got Draco, I wanted to name him Derek so that, like, when That would be a, great. Yeah, I was at the dog park, like, Derek. Yeah. Get over here, Derek. Yeah. See, I like. I, I just love, would think of it more as like I a love animals buddy. with like common human names. Like yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, dude. like name him Jeff or something. I'll oh, see. Nathan and Mackenzie were gonna name their dog. Um, oh, what what were they gonna name? They had so many great names. Mm, like shout George. out to Nathan and Mackenzie. Yeah, Nathan. Yeah, if you're listening, but they we ended know you up. Will. They ended up. They they ended up getting a girl dog and named and her name that she came with. I think was Taco. So they left it. 
Oh, see, I wanted my to sister's name. dog's name. I yeah, I was like, I was like, listen, I was like, Taco. Oh, that's such a great name. I thought about renaming Luna to Penelope when I got her, but she's too old. That's so. too many syllables. Uh, Penelope. I would call her Penny for short. Mm, I don't know, good. but I, I don't think Kevin is. Shout out to uh, Michael and his dog Penny. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just, we'll now we've that. mentioned all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> And to the dude in the UK. Yeah, what up? Uh, yeah, UK listener, include the name of your pet in shout the out. email, and we'll shout it out. And we'll, put it on, we'll put it on your shirt. We'll put it on yeah. the shirt, yeah. I hope he has a wizard named Steve or something, dude. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> but I just, I, I kind of I, I kind of think, oh, a fun fact, uh, Kevin is voiced by Andy Circus. Whoa, I did not know that's oh, cool. It's, yeah. He's, greatest he's voice like actor of our generation. Yeah, yeah, no, he's like, and you wouldn't even know, right? No, because yeah. he's the greatest voice actor yeah, of a generation. Right. He's incredible. <laughs> We all agree that, like, yeah, he yeah. could voice act anyone. Yeah, I was. If lying. anyone was going to play me in a movie, are, are you? I was lying. I he's, could. He's I, bought I bought it. I bought it. I bought it. We trust you. Like, that's, <laughs> that's your role. It's uh, fun was, facts, yeah, and you're he, just <laughs> twisting our arm. Like, oh my god, yeah. Like, just see any circus in there, just go. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did, yeah. Did you know that <laughs> the entire basis of the model for Kevin is Andy Circus? <laughs> <Right. laughs> Standing there in a bird suit. <laughs> I made that note as soon as Kevin popped up, and I was like, I'm going to tell everyone this is true. <laughs> that was great, I was dude. like, and I, I know they'll believe me. <laughs> yeah, no, Kevin is just a comical side character to drive exposition in the movie. Yeah, yeah, he's just a, it's just a, a, a plot device. That's I don't. It. That's why I don't like, I don't like Kevin. I don't care about Kevin. I don't necessarily care. Don't, he's funny. She's Ke- funny. Kevin is not good or bad. It's just in the movie, yeah. and that's all. The bird looks great. And it's funny. Boy, oh boy, yeah. does it look great. Uh, that's, again, they, they, we skipped over Kevin in the animation because, yeah. again, no one cares about Kevin because it's so forgettable. But uh, <laughs> It is. I mean, but, the, but, but yeah, no, the, it, it, is, it is so cool to me that they, they somehow, Pixar is really good at putting these like very, very realistic like aspects into all their characters, but they're so cartoony that you kind of forget how good some of it looks. Like, you know, you go in like Finding Nemo, like the fish look great and they do all this stuff and you see all the scales and like the, all the coloring's right, all the patterns are right on these very vibrant fish and they do the same thing with Kevin's very beautiful colors and you can see like the little, each little like hair that goes into and the just, feather. Like and the way he walks, yeah. everything about it, dude. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so well done and I think you forget about that like watching it. You're like, oh, fun, fun Kevin, colorful Kevin and it's like, oh my God, is it like, is it, is she not animated so well? It is rendered beautifully. It is a very... Good-looking character, very boring, and could have been I replaced have, with like, anything hard... else, and I would not. I, have yeah, noticed. It, it literally could have been replaced. Like it could have just been Doug. Like yeah. honestly, um, I would not have noticed if she no. was not in the movie at all. But uh, yeah, it's, I have even a hard time calling it a character, man. Like it. Yeah, it's more of just a device. device yeah, yeah. It was very like as funny and the goofiest it is. It is definitely like my like what I would say is the lamest part of the movie is Kevin. I keep looking over at McKinnon scowling. Like, are we? Do you have? Are do you, there? Do other, you just love Kevin? Yeah, is, is that your is, favorite part is of the Kevin movie? Like, McKinnon? what drives you to the to get butts it's and the seats? Only recently watched it. I just I didn't like so much of this movie. It's so I, wild. Why? It's so okay. boring. It's so weird. So, so, so boring. How is it boring? Yeah. I, There's so many. Like Russell is digging a poop hole, and it's <laughs> hilarious. Great, dude. I just I didn't find any of the jokes funny. They're. Like, are you like typically a Pixar fan? Yeah. 
I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Were you so, like, grumpy when you watched? I don't think. I don't <laughs> yeah. think there's anyone I know who watches more animated movies than McKinnon. Does. I, I watched. Yeah. I mean, I, probably watch probably you two. Yeah. 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 Probably between you two, like you watch a ton of animated yeah. movies. So I actually think McKinnon probably has a. If he's if he finds this boring, I actually believe it because. So oh yeah, I, I believe him too. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> normally I don't take <laughs> I'm McKinnon just trying at his to dive word. down into what he's thinking here. So yeah. my normally wife, I don't take McKinnon at his word, whatever. but he does seem to. So when it comes to animated movies, I listen. My wife and I watch a good amount. Of I could movies. see Lenina love in Pixar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Shout out to Lenina. Shout out Lenina. <laughs> we don't have a cool pet with a cool name, but just shout out to her. Shout out. You guys should get a fish. I know we should. Name Dude, it, they want to get a bird. I want to get a bird. Yeah, get a bird. Name it Kevin. Oh my god. No, and then your firstborn child will be named Russell. He'll have completed the circle. Russell's such an awful first name for a person. So I was just gonna say, I I thought this movie was pretty boring. Yeah, I I, I just I, I was just so bored the whole time. I didn't find any of the jokes funny. I thought they were pretty lazy. Wait, but, hold on. Do we want to? Do we want to? If McKenna wants to kick this off, are we good to get into kind of like final yeah, final I'm thoughts good. on the movie? I'm that. So yeah, final thoughts for the movie. It's just it's it was boring. If I wasn't watching the movie for this podcast and my wife wasn't sitting next to me, I probably would have fallen asleep or turned it off to watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the jokes were particularly funny. I didn't think the characters were that interesting. After the first montage where the wife dies, I think it. I think all the momentum goes away, and I just. I. I just don't care. That's. That's my final thoughts. That's all you have to say. You I, any... I mean, I could. I could go into more negativity. I want to hear. But... I, I, I would want to hear more. Yeah, I'd actually want to hear the other parts that you don't like, because maybe. I'll agree or maybe I'll disagree film. and it will give me more to talk about so when I, I close out. Another <laughs> thing I didn't really care for in this movie was the villain. Because he's in the very beginning when he's in, on the the movie that uh, baby baby Carl is watching, or not baby Carl, but <laughs> young Carl. Carl. He's watching that, and then you see the villain in like the last thirty minutes of the movie, and it's kind it's kind of sudden. I did I didn't really like how they introduced him. Too much Deus Ex Machina for you. Sorta, yeah, yeah. Just something put in to move the story. Yeah, but yeah. you so loved really, Kevin, yeah. right? I didn't like Kevin. Just Kevin, was Kevin was just a vessel for jokes that I didn't think landed. <laughs> not even the chocolate, dude. I think yeah, not think, even the chocolate. I, I think a vessel is a good way. Vessel. <laughs> that was just, a great. That yeah, was a great way. It, to put it's it just a way to move the story into these rocks. Or, that's, that's or what it's Doug to give, was too. It's to give months something Doug to was do. Just like a vessel for jokes. And if they cut out, if they cut out Kevin, Doug, and the villain, and just made it about a boy and this old man, you'd have thirty minutes. No, I think that mm. they could have done more to develop these two people and their relation to to each other, and they didn't do enough of that. I'm gonna bounce off the back of that because I agree. Because my my problems, we'll, we'll do a joint closing argument here, because <laughs> uh, because my problem with the movie is I don't think there's enough Carl and Russell interaction, and so I think I think you could bump those things out of the movie for sure, and then you get a really cool story about Russell it, and Carl it together. Could be about two yeah, people. Yeah, lost, I, I absolutely agree with that. Lost in the jungle, learning to like appreciate each other yeah. it's like the whole movie okay yeah but that, it's not because it they, they muddle it up with the a bunch of jokes plot. they muddle it up with jokes so so it's funny a, movie <laughs> i don't know so you 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 wrapped up on yours yeah boring yeah that's all. zero scarlett johansson's out of a thousand i don't even know what is uh, the, this is this will be uh what is the rating system we're giving this one yeah kevin squawks 
I hate squawks. Okay. All right. Okay. Then we'll give it squawks because squawks <laughs> well, are going to be. It has to be balloons. Yeah. If oh, it does have to be balloons. If it's balloons, I'll give it. How many balloons do you have on the house? Because so that'll be the check top this rating. Check out. I looked it up. Okay, sweet. A minimum of about 2.7 million would be required to lift okay, that. Okay, so, so that will be the highest score you can On give. a scale of 1.27 million balloons, uh, how many do you give this movie? Probably. At least 100K, dude. 420. Thousand? Just 420. 420. What up? That's not even lifting a kitten off the ground. I agree. Lifted me off the ground. That's a single Russell. (laughs) (laughs) But Russell would get so high, am I right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. So I I agree with McKinnon. I I do like Pixar movies, and I do like the new Disney stuff, animated stuff that's coming out. Like, isn't, is Onward, Onward is Disney. Pixar. It's Pixar. Is it Pixar? Yeah. Yeah. So I compared this movie to Onward a lot. Which Onward's is co- great. Which, mm. on, like, Onward is... Almost uh, as good as I, this movie. I did not want to watch Onward at all. I finally watched it, and I I do not cry at many movies. I cried at the end of this, at, at the end of that movie. It it maybe hit a lot of notes that, like, personally resonated for me emotionally. Like, there's a really good relationship with the younger brother and big brother. Keeper. And, 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 I, and I felt a lot of that stuff. I felt a lot of that emotion kind of coming out in me. And so maybe that movie just, based on its narrative, emotionally resonated more for me than this movie did. But even still, I just still think it's a more well-done movie. They do a better job with the relationship between the brothers exactly. than they did in this movie with the, the old man and the boy. I, I, I hook, land, and sinker bought the relationship between the brothers in Onward. Yeah. Um, and I did not buy the relationship between Russell and Carl in this one. Because, like, you get what they're going for. Like... You see what they're trying to do. And just yeah, it just like I said, it, it needs like it just needs that one tick for it. it needs a, it needed I think it needed one more scene to like really let me know like I need to care more about this. So you know? mm. I was telling my wife while we we're watching it, they they're sitting at the campfire and Russell's struggling to set up the tent. And then they have that moment where they're talking about his dad and then that's like that's the end of it. But I wish that they had a scene after they spoke where Carl goes over to help Russell with the tent. And then you have that little moment where they're kind of working together. Yeah. I would have liked that. That's what I'm saying. It just, there's just, there's just, their interactions, it just wasn't enough for me. And that's, that's kind of how I would close out my view on this movie. It just, it wasn't quite enough. And, and, and I don't think it's because it's an animated movie. I don't think it's because it's a family movie. I don't think it's because it's something I can't take seriously because it's kind of cartoony characters. That had nothing to do with it. It just, I think. Pixar really strives because it has really good emotion built into all of its films and it just like I just didn't get to that point in this one and that's why like this isn't like a stinker by any means it's fine to watch I just was like I'd heard so much about it and again this movie came out 11 years ago 12 12, 12 years ago yeah and all I uh, uh, all I'd heard about was the beginning and and that to me if I was going to tell anyone to watch this movie I'd be like it's good at the beginning like I would say the same thing. Like that's that's how I feel about it. And so that would be like kind of how I close this out. It's it's fine at the beginning and then I think it 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 peaks and then it never it just never quite gets back. So I was dogging on the jokes quite a bit. Did you enjoy the jokes probably more than I did, do you think? No, that's why I put like in my fun fact not a single squirrel in the movie. Like it's it's boring. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a dumb to me it's dumb. I think it's dumb. A lot of the jokes are there's 
Although, I, I uh, think of the jokes as kind of lazy. Like the the writers were sitting in a room and they made the first joke that comes to your mind. Like when you're making those, they're jokes. not refined. That's kind of how I view means, them. Yeah. yeah, that's that's no. how. Yeah, I I tend to agree. Uh, I, yeah, so I think McKenna and I probably share a lot of the same opinion on this movie. It's it's not. It's like, a yeah. good movie to fall asleep to. I I, think. I, I I watched it and I just I just kept waiting for like what's that next thing that's gonna happen and that next thing just like never like came i i thought like that's so that's how i felt about it it's fine i don't know that this is not like gonna fall into my rotation of pixar movies i watch because you have a rotation because because i do okay so like i love inside out uh like i said i love onward um do you think the inside out is better than up yeah that is fucking wild that no way no way inside out may be the worst pixar movie absolutely i absolutely inside out is easily my favorite favorite Pixar oh Okay, so oh, we have very... Gosh. Okay, okay. This is, this clearly we need to get into the PCU and talk about, like, yeah. you know, yeah, which we Pixar should be in All right, we, so we've, we've built in a new episode for us to do. I w- yeah, I'd love to talk about Inside Out. <laughs> the whole fucking kind of I would dude. love to never watch that movie. Yeah, again. me too. I hate wow, that movie. Wild. The oh, whole man. time I was watching this, I was like, but Inside Out's better. It is uh, not every, even close. That, it's not those, even a freckle on Up's ass. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, those I'm, characters are so, so boring. Stuck. They they're suck. they're literal personifications of emotions they're supposed with no to be. actual they're characters. Supposed just to be. Like, but this characters are supposed to be what they are in this <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, but there's no interplay. There's no relation. There's absolutely nothing. So, there's anyways, like, oh, we are not talking about Inside Out again. So I I think that's a that's a good point to bring up. Is I think like we said, uh, Pixar tries to kind of. It sort of doesn't always matter what the story is or what's going on. It, like, I mean, yeah, the characters and everything matters, but like sometimes just like kind of how you emotionally resonate with the movie is, I think, more what Pixar is going for. It's like, how do you feel watching this movie? And for me, Inside Out, like, I, I emotionally resonated with that movie. For Onward, I resonated with that movie. For Up, I did not. And and that's fine. That, And I think that's what makes these movies good is that they can hit those beats for different people. And it just, I think for McKenna and I, it didn't hit those beats. So that's why I really... So I would, weird. And so, it's a pretty so, common narrative that Inside Out is not a good Pixar movie. Yeah, and actually, is I've, a I've very actually, good one. I've actually heard that Inside Out is one of the best reviewed ones. And I, I, so don't, I don't get it. So no. Most people don't like that movie. It's the difference between filmmakers and critics, am I right? Yeah. So I want to <laughs> hear, because I want I want to close out Gene's opinion, because this is his movie, and I want to really dive in so i want to hear calvin next so so mckenna and i have kind of given our our thoughts and they're not the most uplifting ones (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah calvin i want to hear what you have to say next um yeah and you know the more i think about i think i think for me like a lot of times i in movies like this i get really caught up in the emotions like for anything pixar like inside out red um the emotions hit with more like the the human girl rather than the emotion yeah characters themselves so it's even the the elephant guy yeah exactly yeah Yeah. so that's the thing it's like i think that pixar movies like the magic of them is that they are they're they're um vehicles for human stories and human emotions contained uh you know there's that yeah you know you could think of like soul like that's the spark you know embedded within every pixar film there's like a singular emotion or human experience that they're trying to have you experience or empathize with and that's what's compelling it's not like you know the world building in pixar movies is really cool you know there's lots of different weird movies uh like you know monsters inc you know toy story all these things are cool but it's not like these narratives are particularly compelling in in the sense that like this is original storytelling or anything like that so 
it's feeling those emotions so strongly or just the idea is to empathize that these are real human emotions you could have a real person experiencing all of these things and for me like i have a like like personally like uh, like i wasn't looking forward to to watching this film like because in aversion to watching it like yeah because i knew that i was gonna feel like a whole mess of overwhelming emotions trying to put myself into this these characters shoes and i didn't really want to do that at the time but and i and i absolutely agree i can see what what you mean by there was there there could have been so much more humor um like the the best parts i think are russell and um and uh, Carl and that interplay of Carl being the straight man and Russell being like my favorite humor and or humor scene in the whole film is where uh, uh, Russell, um, you know, in the middle of the dogfight and all of a sudden Russell hits the um, the glass on the on the blimp and just oh slides God. across. That's great. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> I have a great note. It's just like Russell squeaking across glass. I love that part. You yeah. That's what I'm saying. This, this movie has plenty yeah. of like, it, ha- it does have plenty of good things. It's just like, there are, it gets bogged down by the narrative. Yeah, th- and there, I agree with that. There are parts where I think McKinnon's right, where it's like, they're trying to make the obvious joke and it's just like so obvious. That's not funny, but like they do this. I, I, I was dogging on it. Like this movie has plenty of funny parts for sure. Yeah, and so that that would be really where uh, my my opinion on this film is. It's not my my favorite Pixar one, but I still really f- strongly feel the emotions in it. And that's that's if it if if that if it can convey that and enough of those, then I think it's it's a successful Pixar film. Because I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of notes about particular like shot angles or anything like that because they're very stock narrative angles and things like that. There's nothing. Um, that compelling from uh, a cinema uh, a cinematographer's perspective, but that so that's where I'd put it. You know, I'd put it at we're talking about two point seven million balloons. You know, that's just three four scarjos, right? That sounds about right. I get the I get the ratios mixed up all the time. Yeah, I'm confused by your rating. Yeah, so I I don't know, like so so if, if wait two point seven million balloons is a scarjo? No, that's just that's a rating. <sighs> That's yeah, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a one point six seven. That's pretty good. I didn't give mine. I'd give it one point six seven million. Of course. Yeah, Thank you for clarifying. This is, a, yeah, this not, is a, not one point. Yeah, yeah. McKinnon's over here four twenty. <laughs> it's really dogged. I can't. I can't, I can't be lower I really than McKinnon. Didn't like it. I mean, it's really, definitely better than Jurassic Park. This is a. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a below average Pixar movie to me. I, I'd put it at like a million balloons. All right. Mm. So I want to hear, yeah, we want to hear Jaden's thoughts. I want you to close us out on this one because this, this is this is this is your this is your time, man. This is your, your movie, and I, I want to know why this is your favorite. In your final thoughts, can you also include your favorite and least favorite scene? Ooh, yeah, I'd yeah, like I that. Can do that. Okay, Ooh. go. All right. So first and foremost, this movie is part of the three-headed dragon of the pinnacle of Pixar with Onward and Luca. Um, oh. Um, <laughs> so this movie is fantastic and. I mean, maybe it's a little bit different for me. I just feel super emotionally tied to this movie, and when I watch it, and like that's why I love Pixar movies. Is like as you explained, they are just emotionally driven and emotionally based, and that's kind of why I hate Inside Out because it's kind of picking at the whole point of what Pixar is. Yeah, it's it's almost like a, a, an inversion of that. Yeah, like yeah. let's let's be the emotions. Yeah. Like, that's stupid. Um, <laughs> um, I love this fucking movie, dude. It's adorable. Everything about it is cute as fuck. Uh, the relationship between Russell and Carl, I love. I think that it doesn't dive too much into it, which 
I mean, I prefer. I don't want to see. I don't want to get it hit over the head a lot. Um, but man, I mean, favorite scene in this movie is when fucking Doug goes after tennis balls, dude. That is the, <laughs> hands down my favorite scene in the movie. And the least favorite scene in the movie is any time the fucking villain is on screen because he sucks. Yeah, uh, what? I think that's part of my problem with the movie is the villain is terrible. I just don't. I think so. I think that the it's villain totally is uninteresting. Even, I think the villain's not even the antagonist of the movie. I think the antagonist of the movie is Carl's negative thoughts. So well, I, I think it's actually. Uh, I was just gonna say. So like my idea of getting rid of the villain. That would just, be fine with me. You, you yeah, agree with yeah, that? Yeah. I would be. I would be. But cool keep to the me. dogs. If they show up to the blimp, the, the spirit of adventure, and it's just like his skeleton. Yeah, in with the dogs. I've been stuff. fine. Yeah, like, yeah. Get, I think that would have been fine him. too. Yeah. But that's also an old. But then, movie like, trope. you're also having a problem driving the plot at that point. Yeah. 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 Well, and there part has of like controversy. The reason I like um, months is because you have you have a contrast between him and Carl. Like he, his entire point of existence is collecting things and it's his journey on what he needs to to make himself and that is in such um opposition to who how carl made himself he was an adjunct to uh ellie's journey and so ellie put her journey on hold basically to have a life with carl and she I think, found a new journey. Exactly. And I think that's the point is like when he had all of this passion and desire to get to Paradise Falls to like he was the he was really the, the shadow of Ellie, you could say. Uh, yeah, like Matt, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Are you saying yeah. Ellie was the shadow self? No, 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 no. Munz part, was part the, of the shadow self of Ellie. <laughs> part of part of the movie, I, I thought it went, I was like, this would be so much more exciting if it was Ellie and not Carl. And yeah, of, <laughs> yeah. But that's that's the point. Which is which I yeah. get. I get the the point He's is to have like let's let's have this let's have yeah. this dude who is not you know uh, yeah because it, it would it would make sense to have Ellie do it. But I was just like, oh man, like. Just the little bits you get of her, I was like, oh, yeah, she's a great be so character. much more fun yeah. if she was in it. And I think that's what's so great about it. That's why I love this story. Is it's yeah. not like we typically think of like old people as not being important, and you know, like they've lived their lives; they're not important to society anymore. Why are we being old people? Because it's the closest thing to invisible. Yeah. yeah. Eggs. Oh man. <laughs> oh my tune god. Two shadows. <laughs> yeah. It's um, Easter egg for but, sure. But yeah, that's why I love that. Like Carl is not like a charismatic character at all. And that's what makes it such a fun story that I think that it works. So yeah. Here, here is like what we think of as, as socially is like your life is over after you're married. You've reached your your happily ever after. There's nothing more to experience after that. Life is over basically after thirty, and then now, you dude, know, I turned thirty in like a month. Ah, well, let me tell oh you, it's it's all down. It's been all downhill <laughs> since. <my> <laughs> 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 I don't mean to laugh at you, Calvin. I, I mean, funny. like, I'm trying to laugh as much as I can. Because 31 is next month, and I can only imagine how much more fucked up everything is about to get. <laughs> so, I love you, buddy. So, Calvin, my idea of getting rid of the villain. Are you in a? Do you do you like the idea? Do you think the villain should be in the movie? No, I yeah, I I think the best like uh, I think the the best version of this film gets rid of everything but Russell and um Fucking Carl. Cannot right. get rid of Doug, dude. I, I mean Doug Doug can be there but his he needs his humor needs to be refined. I disagree. Because yeah, I, I think the perfect I, amount of dog sounds, humor. It this sounds it, like it, it I can only it. be like yeah, the, but there can be more funny dog humor ones too. I, just, I think so they're better. I think hit it right so. on the head, dude. So Doug calls Russell mailman, I think. Oh, I do love yeah, that. All the, all the dogs, like little mailman. All the dogs little, call him mailman. Yeah. Yeah. No, they so, call him little mailman yeah, too. Yeah, I yeah. love that. So there are little dog things that they could put into the movie, but it's just that and like squirrel jokes is like as deep as they go. And the tennis ball and the food. 
It's just all kinds of stuff, dude. I know. It could it's be chocolate. Better. Okay, so 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 getting back. Is there a chocolate Jane, thing? Hold on. Does Jaden, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, how many balloons was it? Two points. Oh crap. Two point seven one. I think it was two point seven one million. I'll I'll give it like it popped four balloons. Other than that, it's perfect. All right. All right. No, no, and that's that's why it's your favorite, and that's why that's why we. That's why we're doing a podcast on it because this is. Did you part say of you, our... you would pop four balloons and that's all? That's that's it. Oh, yeah. that's that's. Oh, I like that. That's wordsmith. I was there. not doing the math on there. Two six nine 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 nine. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so so yeah so this was uh this is the first installment of our favorite series and and I'm glad you brought this up because uh you know brought this movie up because it's funny we we've talked about I think much more. Uh, dense narrative movies on this and we argued more about this movie than any other movie we have <laughs> yeah because and, and i think this is this is the, the you know when people say like oh i watch movies i see uh i watch movies all the time these are the type of things that they're thinking of these ones that everybody has an opinion of and when that's the case like this is all films like like who's gonna have who's gonna have seen the lighthouse how many people are you gonna go like onto the street like oh yeah watch I like under movies. the skin yeah like, and like yeah. oh yeah i love the lighthouse like we could really get into like some deep psychological discussions about that you're lucky if you saw like is that the one with the dude from twilight yeah right yeah right. like that's and i think that's the thing is like when these types of movies like that that collectively more of society has seen there's a lot more opinions about it yeah then the opinions are like based in solid ground because like whether I agree with anything that Connor McKinnon said, I'm never going to let them know that because I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the... <laughs> I would love for you to, like, validate anything that I have. <laughs> <laughs> off, off camera. <laughs> you can let me know later. <laughs> but I think that's the other thing about, like, opinions, too, is, like, when everybody's seen it, we're constantly taking... We're constantly exchanging viewpoints with other people and our our perspectives on a film are constantly being refined because of that the memes that you see online the number of times you've seen it other perspectives all of those go into shaping how you ultimately see it at that point in your life versus where it, when you saw it the first time and five years in between those and that's that's the 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 filmmaking experience that i wish more people approached with with yeah. all kinds of films yeah. so like i mean one thing like based off of like i love this movie because of the first time i saw it and i won't dive into too many details on that but i've really really enjoyed it the first time i saw it i probably enjoyed this movie a lot more the first time i saw it for sure yeah but that i mean that was like 10 years ago and you know i've refined my brain since then and i i wonder if the reason (laughs) the reason why i have kind of my opinions on this movie is because this was the first time i've seen it but i've already heard so much about it it, yeah and so maybe maybe part of the other thing is like part of the reason why i think the beginning is because that's what it's the peak to me is because that's all i've heard and so like when when the movie to me kind of started to I don't want to say flatline, but like it, it started to kind of like plateau. Yeah, it plateaued at the beginning, and then it kind of dropped off at the end. And so, well, you mean like peaked, so, peaked the beginning, and then it plateaued. What's yeah. the difference between a peak and a plateau? Oh. So a uh, fucking uh, plateau is flat, McKinnon, and a peak is the top of something. Yeah, so you would say that if, if yeah, it, I guess if I said that wrong. What I mean is, yeah. it, it peaked at the beginning, and then and and I think maybe part of the reason I have that opinion is because uh, we're talking about our first time seeing it. This yeah. is my first time seeing it, and maybe I just have heard. You know, over the last twelve years, I've heard so much about the beginning, and so like, when I watched the rest of the movie and it didn't kind of live up to the beginning, I was like, ah, well, it's kind yes. of boring. I just don't yeah. think the beginning is even close to the best part of the movie. Well, yeah. that's cool, and yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, the very beginning might be when they're kids. I do love that part. That is that pretty is, cute. Yeah, there was awesome. a cute detail when she grabs his hand to like drag him into the other room. He blushes. Oh, which yeah. I think is a, a neat detail. There's, there's a lot of cute stuff. In there's the lots. It's of, adorable. There's lots of detail like that. Yeah. Like I was saying, the five o'clock shadow yeah. that's on his face. I did make point. a note about that. His yeah. hair grows as the movie yeah. goes on. I think yeah, it's yeah. great. It doesn't happen in any other Pixar movie. Yeah, I've never noticed that yeah. before. Is that true? I know, like that's not true for like. I mean, uh, from what I've noticed, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly. The other I ones are either notice. animals or toys. Well, I'm thinking like The Incredibles. Like, I, I don't know. I guess no, Mr. He, when he gets, when he's, looks depressed. No, like, yeah, sometimes. when he's getting, I think when he's, uh, he gets bags under his, his eyes. eyes hardcore, and, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But anyway, so I think we're, we're about done with this well, one. Well, and I did want to say, though, oh, yeah. I, th- I do, I've contentious, like, point here. I almost think that if you lowered the emotional value of that opening montage, the overall the movie w- might be better. Yeah. yeah the, it would have hit better. Put the climax of I, the emotions later. Almost like, almost like if you just kept some pieces of it and then like intermixed the, like maybe take out the baby thing. I would almost tend to agree because yeah, like, maybe. like what if what if uh what if they have a scene where like Russell's like oh why are you so mean, and they do like a flashback. Oh and I hate they flashbacks. Do the, don't don't yeah. don't I throw like those. I, I fucking okay. Also hate I'm just trying to. Pla- <laughs> Pixar Pixar is too good to need flashbacks. In, in, in my in my head, I'm just trying to figure out how do you work that emotional kind of point of the movie back into the movie if you're not going to have the beginning how do you work it back in not all i'm just i'm just saying like take certain pieces of it that are like you know aren't like you know like you know elation abject depression death like i mean like we hit literally every major life milestone of like the worst parts of like some of of a couple that couldn't have kids and and then we're like, all right, and now and now the movie. See, like, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, no, I I tend to agree with that. I think if there's a way to kind of parcel that out throughout the film, that would have been maybe better to me because I I do like I think part of the problem to me is that I I feel like I I peaked at the beginning and now I'm like waiting for it to get back and it never gets back, and so then I look at the rest of the movie as not being as good because I liked the beginning so much. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, so I just think it's a, such a unique way. I've never seen a movie do anything like that yeah. before, and I think it's awesome the way they did it and. I just disagree with it peaking there is all. Yeah, no, that's Which totally is fine, cool. yeah. I, I mean, I loved peaked. Ellie and her character and everything like that, but I mean, I like Russell more than I like Ellie. I think yeah. it peaked when the uh, the house entered the storm because that's probably the highest point that the house went to. Probably. You're right, Skeeto. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. 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 Technically. No, but yeah, in terms of altitude, so we did the movie. <laughs> You're right, McKinnon. Yeah. We peaked at that point. That is, yeah. That just is really draw this out. I'm, I'm just here to correct you guys. <laughs> All right. We're done. We're All done right. with this movie. Uh, are we going to do uh, what we've been watching lately? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll Jayden. go first. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I've been listening to Halo books. I think I mentioned that last time when I started the seventh book. It's Holy fuck. Yeah. How many books are there? Like 23. There's a, lot. There's a lot. Are they them. all, I mean, they're all like. Um, they're like different like, authors. They're like stuff. fan different fiction, authors. right? They're all in the same universe. Like they all take place one after the other or whatever. They're all canon. Anyways, this this book okay. takes place like thousands of years before Halo, and it's about like the aliens that fought humans and stuff like that. It's a really dense book. It it's very it's very fun. I I like uh, books with aliens. I think or like it's interesting seeing like cultures and like what humans come up with t- about alien cultures. It's interesting. That's cool. That's yeah. all. That's neat. Um, I mean, it's gonna plug Luca, uh, newest Pixar movie. Since we're talking about Pixar movie right now, uh, Luca was fucking amazing. That's free on. It Disney is free Plus on. It's free on Disney Plus. That's that movie. Free. It's not the. It's no. It's, it's that's six ninety nine a month, right? I haven't oh, paid on. for Disney Plus <laughs> in five months. They have not canceled. Okay, it. what I mean, what I'm. 
Okay, I am so, not. They tell so, they email okay. me like every day saying my subscription is going to be canceled, and it just still works. Okay, what, so it's what free I mean for Jaden. What I mean by free is it's it's a part of your yeah. subscription. It's not like because uh, what, what it's not an, Ryu, it's not like a thirty. Yeah. yeah, Ryu the Last Dragon came out and it was like a premium thing. And, and, and Mulan when, was, was like stupid. thirty dollars. And then like when Mulan came out, it was like premium access. Yeah. What I mean by free is it's it's a part of your subscription, I guess. Yeah. No, Luca. Luca is a really good movie. It's Fucking, it's great. Uh, as far as the animation goes, maybe not Pixar's best, but the storytelling and the emotion in it is I awesome. But the water, though. Like, the water always looks so how They make it look so good every time. I, I, Pixar I always wonder when, like, okay, so this movie, the movies that come out for free, or whatever, for free, a part of your subscription, like uh, <laughs> like Lady and the Tramp was, like, kind of their flagship thing that was, like, it's a part of your subscription. Like, I wonder how the animators and, like, everyone who's involved with, like, kind of putting the film together, I wonder how they feel when, like, I've spent so long making this, and it's it's just a part of the yeah straight to video. Like, are yeah, you straight? straight to, we're straight to care. video. It's like it's like essentially like yeah, straight to DVD or whatever. It's like I wonder how they feel. Like I wonder how the Pixar people at Luca uh, who worked on Luca. I wonder how they feel about like. Are you joking me? Like I worked forever animating think, this water, I think that and more now it's, people yeah. are going to see the movie because of it. Yeah, and yeah. so I wonder if that's maybe an aspect to what mm-hmm. they think too. Is like, well, now my film is really getting out there. Yeah. But I I think about that. I'm like, are you joking me? Like. No one's even gonna pay to see. Like, they're yeah. gonna pay six dollars a month to, to see a, this. Like, yeah, I can't even go to the premiere of it. Yeah, so I wonder that. I, is I, it not yeah. released in theaters? No, no. Oh my god. I don't know yeah, that. isn't that stupid? Well, yeah, I mean, see, like, I don't know if it. But actually... also, like, I wouldn't have seen it in theaters. Yeah. So. Oh, I absolutely wouldn't see it in theaters. However, I, I, I do want to. I do want to check it out. My, as of the time we're recording this, my niece is like watching it. Like right now, upstairs. Yeah. So I, I, I was like walking past, and I was like, oh, like I should check this out. So it does look neat. It does. Yeah. And like I said, like I. Uh, you know, I I don't always want to spend my time watching terribly deep movies all the time. Like sometimes I like to kick back. Why? That's why I like watching. That's why watching Up was fine with me. Like when we got done with Lighthouse, I was like, let's watch Up. Thank God. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't mind. I don't mind kicking back and watching one of those. So I'll I'll, I'll throw Luca on. That's yeah, a good it, suggestion. It is, I'll, I'll check good. that out. Yeah, very very fantastic. Like I said uh, earlier, I believe it is one of the three best Pixar movies. That's crazy. Um, yeah, and I just finished reading a story of your life and others by Ted Chang. Uh, his, uh, Ted Chang is the one story of your life actually is the, the basis of the movie of arrival. And Ted Chang is the author of the short story and he has a whole collection of speculative sci-fi, you know, our world, but imagined slightly different with, you know, what if you changed like a couple things? Like my favorite one is actually the, the one about Kaliagnosia where it's basically like, uh, face blindness, but you've, they've induced a way to, uh, make it impossible for humans to determine whether another face has, uh, qualities that would, they would consider beautiful or ugly. And I, I loved the structure of it. So many different perspectives on, you know, um, uh, you know, like what a world like that would look like. And Ted Chang, even at the end of like the book talking about his stories was like, yeah, you, you know, maybe, you know, if they ever offered something like Kali, which is what they called it, like I'd certainly give it a try. And I, I, I agree. Like, I think it was just a really cool way of thinking about, you know, if we took away the the veneer of faces and just looked at who we are i think the world would be a little bit better of a place that sounds a lot to me like an episode of black mirror 
that's I mean that's what speculative sci-fi is. Okay. Black Mirror is all speculative sci-fi. Like if we that like, makes sense. If, if we go fifty years in the future and we have a little grain in our brain that allows us to relive all of our memories, that would be like a little grain in our brain. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first episode of Black Mirror. No, it's not. Yeah. I've seen one that's episode not. of Black Mirror. and yeah. I fucking don't like it. The first it, episode so. is when the guy has to sleep with the pig. That's the first episode. Are you sure? Maybe it's the second episode then. Either way, they but I thought suck. the first one was grain. Doesn't matter. I. I lent Calvin this book because... <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, shameless plug for the lender of the sorry, book that sorry. I read. No, so I was very excited for you to finish it because I, I, I want to do... I just want to do... We'll just do a quick review of this one story I want to talk about. So I, I lent Calvin this book because I loved it and then he had mentioned that. He was like, oh, I want to check it out. And I have it. And I was like, take it from me. Yeah, because I read Exhalation because, and Exhalation yeah, is also one of my favorite a, short stories yeah, by him. Uh, it's so good. This author is amazing. Ted Chang, please... Look up. He has he has a yeah story of your life and others and exhalation is two collections of his stor- short stories. They're amazing. So I just want to do a, a tiny tiny review of um, hell is the absence of God. What did oh. you think of that story? That one was like okay. So I've been doing. I've recently read uh, C.S. Lewis's uh, Problem of Pain. I'm taking a philosophy. I'm auditing a philosophy class now that's talking about um, the problem of evil. And so this was that was like very much in my wheelhouse of all of these different ways of thinking about it. And it was just one of my, the the line that obviously hit the most was he had seen the uh, heaven's light and that was supposed to guarantee that he goes to heaven. And then when uh, the line comes up and he dies and his soul rose from his body and God sent him to hell anyway. And I thought that was just, it was such, you know, there was no meaning behind it. There was no, like, and that was the whole point. Like, if if a god is constantly sending um, angels to appear like, throughout the world that absolutely that cause destruction yeah, worth angels, in millions angels, of dollars. Yeah, yeah, angels appear on earth and they blow things up. Like, it's yeah, fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's and an, they're basically like. It's an like, amazing story. Yeah, just it's like. just an amazing story. They're like the embodiment of the fear of God. You should repent because here, look at, I'm destruction incarnate. And. And that was like, and he dies and he gets in hell anyway, even though he had seen the light of heaven, which allowed a person to completely be, see God's love and live within God's love and understand it. And, but there was no point. Like, yeah, you're supposed to be a perfect. I also love the parts ah. where like, um, there's, there's parts in time where like, uh, the, you can, the surface of the earth kind of like reveals hell and you can see people suffering below it yeah and there's like there's just so much stuff in that book so i just i just i cannot tell you guys how much we should all read this book and do please let's do a book club episode on this book i love every short story in this they're all fascinating and that's why i was very excited for you to watch it i mean uh read it and bring it up and that's why i want to do a, a quick you know a little extended plug for it because it's just amazing everyone should listen everyone should read it listen to it however you can get it you should you should just do it, so thank you. And story and, uh, of your life a, and others. Yes, and that's a review collection. of the movie Up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I I I am I have been watching something also. Uh, I just finished. Oh my god! So Connor, what are you what are you what are you reading these days? So I just finished season four of Fargo. Which I don't know if anyone else here has watched. Have you guys seen it? No, I have not. So no. it's sort of it's sort of uh, kind of based on kind of this uh, 
movie that came out uh, by the Coen brothers, and uh, it has been on FX, and it's sort of usually like a cop versus criminal sort of drama. Um, this season was a little different because it's sort of like a Italian mob versus uh, like Chris Rock is in this, and he's got like his own gang of guys, and it's kind of over kind of criminal control of uh, Kansas City, Missouri. The show is really good. It's always written very well. Everyone acts super well in it. Of the four seasons, this is my least favorite one because it loses that element of, like, there's there's usually, like, the show is full of, like, kind of odd situations and kind of, like, happenstance that puts, it, it drives the story into this, like, very weird kind of violent uh, narrative that it, it is basically only occurred because just kind of, like, a, a weird circumstance that came up. And so someone gets involved because they're at the wrong place at the wrong time, and then all of a sudden this like huge narrative balloons out of that, and balloons up. Yeah, it, yeah. This 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 show had more balloons to me than Up did, uh, <laughs> but it's it's still really good. It just it doesn't have like the I think sort of what the first three seasons had. Like I said, it has like sort of like a cop who like no one believes in this cop being like I think there's more to this story than is there than meets the eye, and it's sort of like a cop kind of kind of pursuing like investigating this crime on their own and sort of no one's supporting that person and they kind of figure out what's going on. This series, this season didn't have that because it's sort of like two different like warring criminal groups against each other. And that's why I, I think this one is not the best one, but I totally recommend. Season one, two, and three are really good. Uh, I totally recommend the show. I just think out of all the four, this is like my least favorite, but Chris Rock is awesome in it. I was going to say Chris Rock kind of Chris sucks. Rock is Wow, no, yeah, dude, he's really good in this. He plays like a very violent mob boss in this. Yeah, like, it's so cool. different than this dude played a zebra in a DreamWorks like, movie. Are you joking me? <laughs> like, I heard he's, like, like he's, in, he's in, in that this. new Saw movie or whatever, and I heard yes. that fucking blows. Yeah, I, I don't you know anything about any that. any of them good after I've the never first seen time. a single one of them, so I wouldn't know. I'm not watching that garbage. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know anything about those because they don't interest me at all. But, uh, yeah, Fargo, Fargo's really good. This is probably like the weakest season, but like, the fact that I really like it and I still think it's the weakest should kind of That's a good make thing. people yeah. want to, like, the first three seasons are so good. Yeah, kind of like Up. <sighs> God. It starts off great. And just, you know, yeah. Uh, flat toes. But anyways, I think we're, yeah, I think we're done. I think we're done with this <laughs> okay. one. I, uh, I think we wrapped up kind of what, we're, what we've been doing lately, and I think we wrapped up Up pretty well. I think we wrapped up Up. I think we're wrapped up. Yeah. All right, so with that, I'm your host, Connor. I have my co-host, Jaden. <laughs> and our uh, producer, McKinnon. What's up? And former guest, Calvin. Thanks for having me back.